forge has gone quiet, the bellows blow no more. The forge has gone quiet, the smiths have gone home. Only fading embers remain, and my hearth grows cold. One kiss from you to rekindle it all. Queen of Embers, episode 62. 62. 62. How many? Oh, we're out this one. Is seven away seven from away. episode 69. Seven countdown. That's right. Episode 69. Anytime you roll a 69, it's a critical success. <laughs> That's the only way to crit 69. We're, we're not going to get any, though. That's <laughs> no session. one rolled. Like, not a single person. No It'll be a role-playing <laughs> session. Yeah. So, uh, Tim Coral's not with us tonight. He, uh... Has uh, influenza A and B. Awesome. The year he doesn't get his flu shot. Good combo. Good combo. He's taking table flu, which is a good combo breaker. You're going to do it. That's right. If you're going to do it, just go all in. The year he didn't get a flu shot, he got the flu. By the way, if you haven't got your flu shot yet, get your fucking flu shot. Uh, you don't cause autism. I'm taking his stands. I think we're all taking his stands. And they also don't make you sick. Yeah. It's not real. <laughs> what they should do is they should deliver a small portion of the disease to you. That way, your immunity builds it up. It's amazing, uh, yeah. yeah. Like an inert yeah. one, you know that might. Be <laughs> like an, yeah, it's amazing. You should patent that before somebody else takes uh, it. Yeah. You probably make millions of dollars. You probably that. would make millions okay. of dollars. But they're in this flat, and autism is caused by. It. We're taking a stance. I'm sorry. This is the episode where we take a stance. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That's right. I I got my flu shot this year. As a, as a parent, you have to. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. I got mine and I got a You don't have to, but you're not required by law, but you should because your kid brings in lots of sickness and billions of diseases. Billions! Little booger pickers. Um, (laughs) So we're going to play some Queen of Embers, and a lot has happened since you arrived here in Stowe. And I think maybe we should just start back at what. Small town called Cuneport? (laughs) <laughs> what unfolded here in Stowe? What's happened? There was a fire. The death windmill. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. There was a fire, that is right. Fire. But it was burning. Burning. Since the world's. Since the windmill's been turning? Since right. the windmill's been turning, yeah. I, actually, I think it turns less now. We're bringing together ethnic groups that hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Unity. <laughs> yeah, but before we bring them together, we should take away all their sharp and pointy objects, because I have a feeling they're going to hurt each other. And all their potions and alchemical ingredients. Yeah, if we they should just put those in a little box for us, and we'll, we'll keep them safe. That's right. So, you had urged Stowe through Sheriff Renault the Gray to gather everyone because some shit was going to go down here in the village. Mm-hmm. You had initially had met with Graf Redrick of the Crimson Martyrs, mm-hmm. and that's when you discovered the Pictish were on the, the windmill fans and had all kinds of terrible, wonderful things that they're doing there. And then you went to the forest. And what happened there? I don't know. 
Uh, Eugene might have been bored. Yeah. What? He might have been bored. Or gored by a boar. I mean, that was that was before that was, the window. Well too far back. That too far back. back. We're talking about last week. Last, oh, last week. week. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I was like, I was not bored. I was scared we were all going to get murdered. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. For no, when we spoke with Ohashi, brought him back to Ohashi, and um, like just straight up told him, "All right, this is what I had to do in order to get them back." Um, and that was I had to. Uh, basically said, you know, say, yeah, we're going to be leading you to him. <laughs> Apparently we said honesty is the you best. You told Ohachi this? Yes. Well, actually yeah. we did. We started to. And then Ohachi didn't really want to hear it. He so, us. Um, he was told like, Don Daughter. Yeah, but then I was like, no, I need to tell you something. Now, before you lead us back, they could be out there watching us right now. And so Ohachi was like, okay, let's put out the torches. Wait till nightfall. Mm-hmm. Took us there in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no blindfolds. No blindfolds this time. And we kept our weapons, I believe. Yeah, that's right. He gave us everything. Um, and then we ended up heading back with them, speaking briefly with Dawn Daughter, who basically heard what we had to say and uh, told us, you know, it, it, she isn't going to insist we do anything. She's actually just going to leave it up to us to choose. She's going to see where we choose, what we choose to do. Uh, and then she just sort of left us in that tent. And we had a, a bit of a, a jargon about it. We just talked back and forth about like what our... Hour. Yeah, for like <laughs> a bit. half a session. Um, of what we would do and where, what our options were and what we could stand to gain and lose and what kind of a plan we were going to use going forward. And then right as we developed the plan, we cut scene, fades to black. <laughs> and we ended up, uh, very next morning, heading out to see Bloodleaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting at their, like, their sacred, what is it, like, almost like a step pyramid? It was kind of what it was described, if I remember right. It was like, like, like a small temple Yeah, like a temple grove. grove. In the middle of the forest, yes. Uh, and, and she was actually significantly younger than we kind of banked on yeah. her being. Like, I was thinking Bloodleaf was going to be like at least the same age as Dawn Daughter, maybe a little older. Uh, no, it turns out it's her younger sister. Uh, and yeah, there were, she is full of wrath and the hate of the forest and full of wrath and hate of her people and is intending to just kill us there on the spot if we had not arrived with Dawn Daughter backing us. Uh, and then we entered into a bit of social intrigue. Yeah, pretty tense back and forth, too. Well, it was. It was quite tense. What um, happened during that conversation? We talked about a lot of things. Um, like, we talked about how, like, the Crimson Marauders aren't going to really be going away. Martyrs. I'm sure, those guys. <laughs> the Crimson Martyrs aren't going away. Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure out why we keep thinking Marauders, and I can't. Like, there's no other reference to it anywhere, but for some reason... I think because stuck. I run Marauder together, and it sounds like Martyr. Maybe. It's probably up. But it sounds like a group from, like, a game or something. It's not. Yeah, it does. But it's not. So, <laughs> so we talked about how they're really not going to go away, and, like, how really, like, them leaving is not really an option. Like, even if we had a safe place for them to go and live at... Like, that's, it's really not an option. So, like, their only real option is to kind of fight 
the Crimson Martyrs and essentially have to defeat them because Crimson Martyrs will burn down their forest if they don't. Uh, and end up killing them all that way. So we come to an arrangement where um, we agree to uh, you take give the Crimson Marauders, not Martyrs, mm -hmm. a chance to to prove what what who they really are. Right. We'll do a trial. We have overwhelming evidence that shows Emil Frost is gay or no, not yet. guilty. I'm sorry, I don't what? know where that came from. <laughs> like that was just a brain fart. I don't know. Uh, so what if he is? <laughs> I think I was trying to go. It was going to go with like engaged in espionage. Yeah. And then it just like skipped, and then I was like, oh. the record skip. Yeah, record just skips. So it was um, engaged in some sort of treachery. <laughs> Freud would have a lot to say. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Informing. And so, if they don't accept it, then we've essentially placed them in a spot that would be uh, advantageous to the Bloodleaf and her folks to then set upon them. Yep. Um, and we found out there's more than one. It wasn't just Emil. Right, there was apparently three co-conspirators altogether. Um, we worked out the, the ability to be able to talk to them. Right, and that was part of it too. We, we kind of went into a dark, dank cave, and uh, where I think where we left off. Yep. That's right. So, a lot will be unfolding tonight, but first... We're going to begin with your meeting in the cave with Emil Frosch and his two accomplices. Would you give me a mouth view, please? If you can. So you are led through the Pictish camp. And you can see that, well, I should say the, the Pictish gro gl glade, grove, dale, if you will. And you can see that the forest around here has been scorched to the earth. Um, it's, there's no, there's no sound of birds or other animals, ash and snow covers the ground, which only makes the fury within the, the Bloodleaf's fanatics, um, even more apparent. Yet still, the, the standing arch and the, uh, vines at Gorena appear to be untouched by the flames like standing amid this field of ash and dust or snow that appears to be untouched. But she takes you a little deeper into down this low dell and the trees are, you know, the dudes that are here like burnt to toothpicks. They're like little twisted tall toothpicks standing in the air, piercing the sky with these low gray clouds as there's still a light snow falling overhead. Um, as you kind of come down into this dell, you kind of half think for a moment that Bloodleaf is bringing you down here to murder you all. You kind of get that that feeling, that sentiment, as you leave the sight of Dawn Daughter and Ohachi and the other Pictish Woodwalkers. You're here now with Bloodleaf and her um, war dancers, and start to feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, but eventually, you're brought to this low, stony cave that kind of just kind of goes beneath this like escarpment of flintstone kind of deeper within like a natural cavern and, and bloodleaf kind of motions forward with her hand and she, you see her body just covered in 
red war paint. Fingertips to elbow. It's worn and cracked and it's not perfectly painted. She's been at war for some number of weeks. But um, she urges you into the cave and, and she says, the arsonist is within. Thank you. Appreciate it. Despite the sting of pain that you're powering through with your with your um, with your um, tincture and the gravity of the situation, you descend into this low cave, and it's fairly quiet, save for the drip, drip, dribbling of water. And there's no one in here really to guard the three faces that are tied to the back wall. You can see the whites of their eyes. One man stands up and says, Are we free? He proclaims, Are we free? Depends on who he is. Who are you? The man calls out. His eyes seem to narrow as if he's struggling to see. As you get a little closer with lantern light, you can see he's been beaten and bruised and bloodied. His eye, one eye is swollen shut. His lips are swollen big. Side of his face is bruised. He's covered in cuts and bruises. His clothes are not ripped to shreds, but they're tattered. Um, you can see, you can smell the, the scent of shit and piss that they've had to, to basically live in their own filth. And in juxtaposition to the pictish you saw that the Crimson Martyrs had tortured, you now see the humans, the Eridane of Stowe, torture themselves at the bottom of this cavern. Well, I'm gonna make you a deal. You tell me who you is, I'll tell you who I is. Emil, Emil, Emil Frosch, I'm from Stowe, he says. Uh, Emil Frosch from Stowe? The name's Tawin Forster. And I, uh, I look at his face to see how he reacts to that. He blinks a few times, blinking away tears, perhaps out of, uh, because he's going to be rescued, but he doesn't seem to react to the name at all. With the Dufresne Agency, I look at his face again. He, he doesn't seem to react at all. You want to tell us why they think you started the forest fire? Fires. It was an accident. We didn't mean to. He looks to his friends. This is Hans, and this is my other friend Franz, and they were here in the forest with me. We we didn't intend to do what happened. We we pleaded with the with the elves. He says we spoke to the the red red haired one. All right, I understand. I understand you didn't mean for it to happen, but uh, sometimes people commit crimes whether they mean to or not. So, yeah, you didn't mean for it to happen. So what really happened? If it was an accident, how did this accident occur? It was late evening. We were in our studies. We were working still. We were 
I suppose you could say. Trying a new recipe. Madame Geneva. I'm one of the only one of the handful of folk who know how to brew it. We've been brewing it out here in the forest. Keep the people of Stowe safe. If the Inquisitors knew they would have strung us up by our ears. So we kept it out here in the forest. Is that that stuff that can make you light on fire? He kind of lowers his head and nods his head slowly without meeting your eyes. Clandestine, yes, illegal, sure, but it paid a pretty penny. And I take it when you say trying a new recipe, you mean also sampling said new recipe, new concoction. What difference does that make? Of course no. it would. <laughs> we only meant to bring coin to stow. The settlement has been poor. We knew that if we were to try to engage with old Lork, that, that this would be the way. This is the way we could bring coin, fast coin, and a lot of it to stow. From, it, from old Lork? Yes. Anywhere else? Well, that's where we were intending to sell it, at least. But... Is that up, out of character? Is that upriver or downriver? Upriver. So you was making mo making a new recipe, and was there at one time four of you, and now there's three, or was it just you three? No, no, just just three of us. Okay. Our first few batches were successful, and we did make it for an old friend. Who was your old friend? I don't know if you know him. A man named Eustace Adelard? I've heard the name. Great, great thing about names, though, even if I hadn't heard of him, it's a thing called Quill. Write him down. Isn't that right, uh, friend? Hmm. As if he was almost about ready to say your name and then thought better of it. <laughs> she just nods. Eustace is an old friend. Went way back when we were from Durendal. We continued correspondence for quite some time. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's where we began, or why, I suppose you could say, we began our initial explorations. After selling a generous batch to his man, if you call him that, we thought we'd extend our we'd extend our operations to Old Lork. Earn fast cash, fast coin for Stowe. With the best of intentions, of course. Or altruistic. So, if I get this right, you was making new, a new batch. Did you plan to send it, selling it to uh, Eustace Adelard? No, no, that batch has already been sold. All right. So you're making a new batch, and you're selling it to Olaf. That was the intention, at least. I mean, when Eustace sent his people here, we spoke at length, I suppose, and I thought it would be a good side gig, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It wasn't our initial intention, but you know how these things go. One opportunity leads to the next. I do. And you may be 
faced with a similar circumstance. And that one opportunity may lead to the next. You see, you're in quite a pickle. He nods, recognizing that. And I'm trying to see a way that you can get out of this. I'm trying to help you. So. You help, I help, oh, you can get me out of this? You can get us out of here? I'm trying to. Look. But you, you see, can... in order for me to do it, it's got to be the right thing to do. So in exchange then, he says, kind of raising his hands and are still bound in rope. No, no, I no, no, no. give you the information about Eustace. Are you really at a bargaining point at this point? Really? I'm all about trying to uncover the truth of the matters. Truth is important, yes. And then, if the truth is what deserves your freedom, then hopefully we can find a solution. Well, he says, I agree, truth is important. You're not clearly not from Stowe. <laughs> Somebody sent you. So there's something you clearly want from us, from me. My accent gave me away. So Durendal then. Uh, Has Bruno Lehman finally come for me? No. Why would Bruno have anything to do with this? <laughs> he wouldn't, he says. That sense between Bruno and I. I I just thought because you're from Durindal that, that you may be his... You can't be bringing that up like it means something and then saying it doesn't mean something. I wasn't born yesterday. I'm not, exp I'm not saying that you are, my friend, but as you can see, I am in these bonds and I need to get out of here and you need... Well... Clearly need me, so it's in your best interest to bargain with these elves for my life, right? I already have. Well, on top of it, let's say we even convince the elves to turn you over to us. Why should we take you out of here if you're only going to put us in danger from this Bruno Lehman? I wouldn't put you in danger. Well, how do we know that? What does he want you for? Well, how do you know Bruno Lehman? Clearly you know the man's name. Brought him up. You said it. And you made no further inquiry about who he was, so you clearly know that he and the Guiding Hand are very powerful people in Durendal. Yeah, you see... Guiding hand and all that. I'm more interested in what what your deal was with him. What were Bruno Lehman's terms? Well, I didn't work with Bruno Lehman, but the man, his hands are in everybody's coffers of Durindal. Right. So let's get back to this. Shall we? You're making you're making something up in your still. And then what? Just fire breaks out? I mean spontaneously. Like there's a wizard, you know, with his wand pointing it at your shack. Oh. Things didn't go as intended. Okay. If um Try and make me understand. I ain't no alchemist, but my understanding of that stuff's flammable, isn't it? Ain't it? Very volatile, in fact. The uh, wormwood and other roots and <clears throat> and rock gut and alcohol 
charcoal, all these things of an opium, all these things when brought together can combust. Very dangerous. It takes a practice hand and well unfortunately I had not my wits about me. Admittedly I had been drinking from my own stock hey, the night the fire broke out. We ain't here to judge you on that front. I mean I might judge you a little bit. I should judge you quite a bit. What we is here to do is to find out exactly how this fire started. So I just told you. The still was intended well. Mm-hmm. There are certain rituals you go through to ensure that the that the that the concoction stays pure. And what you fell asleep on the job? Well, I suppose you could say that. Okay. We weren't nearby when it happened, but we felt we felt damn sorry about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the fires all around us, and we ran and ran and ran and as far as we could, and then. We thought, oh, there's the Pictish. They'll help us. It's Ohachi. So you yes. wasn't you wasn't nearby. No. So the three of you weren't near your own still. No. He says. Enlighten us again. We 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 ain't up to snuff on on distillery and stuff. Does this sort of thing take hours or is it well, something like, just uh, get done quick? Well, it's like, like it. If you're cooking eggs, if you simply let them sit on the skillet, they burn. So you it's the same for it. alchemical processes, yes. So you gotta watch it, but you ain't well, you weren't watching. That's right. So you honest you truly believe from your educated guess that it was an accident. Of course it was an accident. Would Haven't be. you ever made a mistake? Not burned down before. Would it be possible that it was sabotaged? It's highly unlikely. Only the three of us knew about it still. Well, the three of you and the Pictish. No, the Pictish didn't know about it. Didn't know at all? They inquired where the fire started. Listen, I see what you're getting at, Terwin. You know, we're asking all these questions about distillery. We don't know. The Pictish probably don't know. And... The Crimson Martyrs don't know. He knows. How good can you bullshit? How good can you bullshit? You you're, com- you're coming to trial. And if you're what do you t- mean coming to trial? They're not gonna, these, these people aren't going to let me go. <coughs> I'm just saying, if, if there's an inkling that there could have been sabotage, how would that could have happened? Where were you when this fire happened? We're down on the Dell. We, uh... We're nowhere near, say, the granary. No, but we stored a lot of our... The first batch we made for uses we didn't make out in the still. We made at the granary. Hmm. A bit ramshackle at that, and we hadn't had the opportunity yet to move the other... All of the phylacteries and bottles and paraphernalia to the shack. When we happened by the granary ruins earlier, we saw a bunch of broken glass on the ground. That must have been your stock. Well, that's where we initially had set up our still until we had built the shack a few months ago. So you and Morla. Morla? Who? The farmer? The farmer. You worked with him. Farmer, he says. By the granary. Old man Muller? Yeah. Well, we rented the silo out. See, now you say that 
only you three knew about your your shack. That's right. But old man Mueller knew your shack was in the woods. Mm-hmm. And the Pictish are all familiar with that the fire came from around your shack. Don't be poor Cassidy disperses that old man. He didn't know anything. No, but... Because anyone who's guilty here is it's just myself. I'm not saying that old man Mueller snuck up here to sabotage and burn down the forest around his house. Nobody sabotaged anything. I told you we were stupid and drunk. That's what it happened. We're really terribly sorry. It's just stupid, stupid choice. Now look what it's gotten us into. I thought leaving Durendal would... Why did you leave Durendal? What convinced you to leave a well-established location with with your ability and and chemistry and alchemy? Who would... To leave Durendal and move to Stowe. I mean, it's it's kind of a backwater place. No offense. That's right. And the answer is within the question. We came to Stowe because it is a backwater place. We could brew Madame Jennifer without any watchful eye from Brigandine or care of anybody else. It's isolated. The place has only been settled for three winters. But I'm glad to know the reason you started brewing in the first place was to help Stowe. That's right. Mm. A byproduct. I suppose you could say of my explorations. The life in Stowe has been good, at least up until this point. Yes, I would imagine burning half of the potential for the city to live would definitely put damper on your mood and spirits. One cannot predict an accident, that's why it's called accident. <clears throat> How long would you say that you were uh, renting out that silo from the farmer? Oh, a month at best. It was a temporary holdover while we worked on our first batch before when, uh, handing it off. When would you say, uh, when was harvest around here? Months ago, he says. So that silo would have been filled up with grain at that time, right? Well... We've been borrowing stores of the grain. I mean, grain alcohol is one of the active ingredients <coughs> in Madame Jennifer. All right. For the good of stuff. Well, yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, while he's asking him questions, I'm going to walk over to where Eugene was and mm-hmm. bend in. And uh, like leaning close almost to him. It's all nice and fine to find out that you burned down the forest and caused this all. But that's not why we're here. No. We need to find a way to segment way this into whatever that burned piece of paper was. Aye. I will, but if there is any way to get him out of this, I would have liked to have brought him back because all we can go off of is what he says. And if we can have someone who can actually... (coughs) speak to our innocence in any way that would help. I'm trying to get him out alive if I can. Well, I have a feeling even if we get him out of here, it, once Stowe finds out he was A, stealing their food for the winter to make grain alcohol for his own profits, even if we somehow manage to get him through this, Crimson Martyrs don't kill him, the Pictish don't kill him, the people Stowe themselves may just lynch him. And rightfully, he would deserve it. Shame to say, the more I speak about 
and speak to Emile Frosch, unless I like the man myself. You're not too wrong. Alright. So, I'd like to get to turn our focus just a bit back more to you made a first order for a useless, a useless Adelard, and uh, your second order was for who again? No, there was no, no order yet. Mm-hmm. We were preparing and <coughs> hoping to approach the uh, River Vipers to sell an old lork. As I said, an opportunity kind of cropped up in the midst of our transaction with Eustace Adelard's man. Mm. You see, the whole reason we're here is because we heard about you. And uh, I knew Bruno was finally come to... So you are Bruno's men, then? I'm going to leave the questions to uh, uh, my friend here. Uh, and, like, uh, Taryn actually, like, backs down like she's in charge. Mm-hmm. So then a meal. Yes. You want... In any way, shape, or form, for us to help, there has to be an open communication. You understand. You're right. And perhaps back in Stowe we can talk more. After all, as your friend said, we're getting out of here, right? Depends on a few things. I told you everything about the fire in the forest. That's not what I'm asking. We've avoided quite a bit about uh, the Rendell. What about it? If you're so sure we're from Bruno Lane, then. Why wouldn't we just let Bloodleaf here kill you? Make our job easier. No blood on our hands. So I'd like to know if we're possibly going to be taking your blood. Uh, apart from this, and if you would like to assume that we came here from a man that obviously wants you dead from the sound of it, maybe you should convince us otherwise and tell us why we shouldn't and why he's wrong. Madam, you'll forgive me, and I know I am in bonds, but I am no stupid man. I live number of winters and Durendal, I understand how these things work. You want something from me? If you didn't, you would have let Bloodleaf and the Pictish kill me. You've come for information. You're hoping to squeeze out of me before, before Bloodleaf does the dirty work. I'm afraid that I just... And no offense, of course, but that's not the way negotiations work. No, Your no. man said that I'm going to get free. Perhaps in the comfort of my home, back in Stowe, we can talk more. He stated that we'd already discussed it with people. But if I was to walk out right now and to say, well, he's no use to us. To be honest, I'm not a person that deals with lack of communication very well. I know how negotiations work. I also happen to know that right now you're a chain sitting in a pile of your own shit. So if you'd like, we can talk. Roll an intimidate, or sorry, an interrogation test. Right. Uh, your interrogation test will be routine. Right. Got a fifty-six in interrogation. Sixty-six percent chance. Uh, that's Sixty-one. We'll do it. No, sorry, sixteen. We'll do it. Your point is taken, madam. Well, know that I can offer you some very valuable information about. 
what's going on in Durendal. But you've got to leave my friend out of it. Your friend? Eustace, yes. Right. Are you telling more about the people that brought the payment? Eustace is not a rich man by any means. I'm sure you can understand hmm. what I'm saying. I am curious on who might have possibly uh, wanted this delivery and who paid for it, yes. Well, Eustace is the one who requested it, and then uh, some... Saying the words doesn't mean it was his delivery. That's right. I, I think Eustace is caught up in some dangerous game a bit over his head. What makes you so keen on, on uh, protecting him? It's your life on the line. He's an old friend, and I don't think that this is solely his doing. The means and measure in which I was paid does not seem to reflect the life that he has chosen with the, uh, with the prophet. What I'm getting at is you're going to have to answer to either Bloodleaf and her lot here or the Crimson Martyrs. And you're going to need a patsy if you're going to need to get out of that. Look, I may be a opportunistic person, he says. And Stowe has proven to be an ample opportunity, and I feel certainly sore about what's happened, but I can't simply throw an old friend in front of the coaching wagon, in front of the, co in front of the wagon. Fine. Who's behind Eustace? You obviously have ideas. I do, he says. Let me at least get some air first, yes? You would walk out with any of, without any of us being able to say that you've agreed to certain terms or things like that. But if we lie to those people, they'll know immediately. Do you not think that there'd be a spear through your back immediately? No, I don't think the Pictish wield spears, madam. I think that's a rather backwards view of who the elves really are. Then fine, if you know their armory so well. Whatever ranged weapon they could put through your back would be there. Yes. So point they... taken. And also to point out, if you tell us here, now, we have A, more reason to take you out with us, and B, if you don't tell us, well, the only person we're going to be going to speak with is my friend Eustace. So, if you wish to have him avoid this confrontation in general, you might as well give us more information to go on so we can respectfully leave your old friend out of this. This is sort of like playing poker. Like you have certain tells that you give and certain wages you make based on what you know about your own cards or what you can guess about the other person's and I spent a lot of time in Durendal, my friends. Poker involves a certain amount of lying. Do you think I am lying right now? I think... I don't think that you're bluffing. No. But... You're asking me to put all my chips in and I'm unwilling to do that. What I can offer you is a few choice morsels of information and then I can give you more once I am free. He's saying it's the only leverage he's got. If we if he tells us everything, we got every incentive to just walk away. And no offense, madam, or friends. I don't know you from the martyr. And I'm certainly not going to plead to her here for you to give me my own life. 
It's clear that you need something from me, and I need something from you, and I'm simply being on the up and up. No dishonesty here. I'm calling it like I see it. Get me out of this situation, and I can tell you everything. I have no reason not to. I mean... Give me a small, a small piece that at least gives me reassurance that you might be worth getting out of here. Fair enough. Eustace Adalog and the, and the 13 of the suit-stained prophet's followers mm -hmm. are not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Even when they're in their infancy, during the, well, after the accident in the Rindle, they had, I mean, they were gathering with sticks and shovels, for goodness sake, when they were starting the little workers' revolution against the Guiding Hand. Yet, when I was paid by Eustace Adelard's contacts, I was paid in merchant's favor. Above board, merchant's favor is script. It's paper currency. It's reserved strictly for, mer for, for those who are well-to-do. It's a script. Yeah, it's like it's like colonial money, like certificates, but it's called merchant's favors or church favors. It was issued by the Church of the Covenant. That's where it started. So you're saying they got friends in high places. Or backing of some sort. Well, all merchant favors are signed, they're assigned, I should say, by a specific proxy to the money. We were paid 1,000 gold crowns. You still got the proof of that? Or did it go up in flames like everything else? I do. But not here. Put back in stow? Well, I'm not that foolish. <laughs> right, he stowed it away. Alright, is that good enough for you? For now, at least. I assume that your condition for us getting out of here is to find out whose name is written on that. There's more information to give. We want to ask any questions to Hans or Franz there? Or do you, either of you two have anything to say? They kind of look like, get us out of here. I'm going to assume they lifted things a lot. <clears throat> They're innocent. They're just bystanders, just two fools from Stowe. They don't know nothing. about wraps up what we need to do then does it and how are we gonna get how are we gonna get him out of here we ain't just gonna waltz out we gotta have no. some sort of story remember the dealing was that we would uh, present Emil Frosch before the crimson martyrs and say this is the man that is guilty for it and so if we can say that he will be meeting justice in the in uh, the city where we're going to take him. <laughs> Hopefully, that will work. You really think that'll work? No. This is what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to leave with Emil Frosch, and I think that blood leak is going to kill the Crimson Martyrs. But I'm going to try and make sure that doesn't happen. Why wouldn't Bloodleaf kill Emil? Because I convinced Bloodleaf to give the Crimson Martyrs a chance to prove who they were. And that 
they may very well turn around and leave. Because that is ultimately what they want. They want to be left alone. I'm going to turn to Warren at this point. I don't think Bloodleaf is going to let us walk out with Emil Frosch because she wants it. I think Bloodleaf is going to let us walk out with Emil Frosch because she knows that we're going to allow her to kill bigger fish. Maybe. She knows he's directly responsible for it. Well, indirectly at best. Yes, but a forest burned in their homeland torched, and the man that's been chasing them for better part of, what, a decade? Through this forest, killing their families, killing their people? I think this is Bloodleaf's chance at more than just killing Neil Frosh. This is her chance to kill the, the demon of their own past. Uh, she's she's got a meal in hand. What, what difference does it make? She could kill him right now. She doesn't want a meal. She said something about uh, using bodies to grow trees. Remember that? Mm-hmm. She wants the she wants the martyrs. Yeah, it's it's like an old saying that the war bastards used to say: "Blood makes the grass grow." Yeah, but I still don't get why can't she have both? Yeah, here's something my grandpa used to say. He used to say that you can always trust in a group of men. And. When he said that, he didn't mean like man, he, he meant human. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, no offense, but these people are pigs. I ain't trying to be racist about it, but they ain't like us. I wasn't talking about the pigs. I was talking about the Crimson Martyrs. Pigs is what we're dealing with right now. I understand. Bloodleaf ain't gonna let us leave this cave, this cave with him alive. As soon as we're done, his life is over. We've got to come up with some kind of story to get him out of here. Now, lying ain't my strong suit. It's got to be someone else, but we got to get something to get him out. Well, you know, I still believe it was sabotage. I, I truly do. Yeah, there's murkiness in the water. we got to play that up. That's, that's what needs to be done to get him out of this cave. Because... I mean, isn't it all just a bit too convenient that this old forest goes up and then the Crimson Martyrs come in? And. That's right, Eel says. Now I remember. Now you're catching on. He says, Graf Redrick is the one who <laughs> ignited the still to draw the Pictish out, Eel says, winking hey. toward. Toward Warren? <laughs> Dear gods, if it takes you this long to catch on to something like that, I'm curious if you're going to be able to testify. I I can't speak to the mind of that she-elf out there or the wrecks of the Picts, but but I can certainly I can certainly support the story, he says. Sabotage, yes, it, had, it was, yes. Sabotage indeed, and Hans and Franz, they kind of nod their heads. What do you think of Yeah, Hans, it was, it was sabotage, one of them says. This the way? They came to blow the still up, the other one says. <laughs> this Wait, the way? What do you think? I th- I hate to say it. I don't I don't condone this sort of thing. It's not. But I don't see any other way out of it. Save my life and my life will be an open book. I'll owe you a great debt of gratitude and I will give you everything that you that you need and probably more, he says. I'm a very well-connected man. 
We can try to see if Bloodleaf will just simply let us leave, knowing that we're going to put the man on trial. But if she tries to stop us and asks us for a good reason why she should let him walk out, take Juan's backup. Don't lie unless we have to. <laughs> well, you know damn good and well we were going to have to lie. She did also offer a trial by combat. Let's <laughs> not get silly here. If that, well, I'm, not I'm just saying, if she wants to fight I the man. Listen, I ain't listen, risking my life for him. No, not us. <laughs> no offense, sir. If the captain of the martyrs wants to fight her, she'll do that. That is probably the best thing to do because the the crazy martyrs, they're arrogant, aren't they? Not really. They're a little bit everybody. I mean, Kraft Frederick's father of Dotland was not Aerodane. He's Ravanian. Ah, uh, okay. Well, but, I mean, trial by combat Or Midl- is, Midlander, rather. Trial by combat is, like, totally a thing, though, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... An old... It's, the old way of the Second it's Age. It's definitely an old way, and I believe that Graf is on a ride. Well, only question is blood leaf, then. We can set everything yeah, straight. Yeah. But what happens if what happens when somebody wins or loses, right? If Graf Redrick wins, so I'm betting my money on. Look, listen. Your problem's clearly more complex than you're making it. I can brew you something special. You see, I can make you something very special to ensure that whoever you want to lose loses. Nah, that ain't happening. It wouldn't be a trial call that. But it'd be the right way to do it. I mean, you saw the Crimson Martyrs camps. You just walk in. Pushing me like that. <laughs> Did he just try to fool us on morality? You know, he wanted to poison. <laughs> He's trying to make it easy on us. He's desperate. I understand where you're coming from. It ain't happening. Well, either way, we can tie him up. I got a lasso here, and we can lead him on out. Before we do anything, I say we, uh, we clear with old Bloodleaf out there. Are you pulling any quick moves? Right. Everything's, everything's going to be above board, as far as I, I'm concerned. I believe, honestly. I'm sticking my neck out. Mm-hmm. All right. We need to go and speak with Bloodleaf, then. Is there any other questions anyone has for the three of these? Nope. Appreciate you uh, giving us what you did. Of course. I just want to see you succeed and for us to all make it out alive. I realize it's a complex situation. I am your humble servant. (laughs) You can get me out of here, of course. I'm a very well-known man in Stowe. So back out the cavern you go, and you meet above with the red-haired she-elf, as he called her, Bloodleaf, a woman of no more than 13, 14 winters of age, armed with a vicious curved sword across her back. She has the, the a very strange foreign look, all the Pictish do, perhaps it's their number of decades they've spent in the forest, or perhaps just a predilection of their own uh, genetics 
or the genealogy rather, or lineage. But uh, they are clearly not like the Aradane or the Ravadians, especially when you see them in full light. They have no pointed ears like you'd expect to see, and they have no horns that they've filed down to appear human and in uh, other cords. But even the delegate Blood Dawn daughter, who is here with her sister Bloodleaf, much older than Bloodleaf for that matter, um, looks very foreign as well. Although she wears the trappings of the of the of the Durendalese court, the the ball gown, the uh, the the robes, and whatnot. What did he say? Bloodleaf demands. He said a lot. He talked a lot. He said he'd be willing to testify in a court. Testify. In his trial. Saying what, saying what he's, what truly happened. Words, words, words. There will be no words, I've told you. It will not satisfy what he has done. But he will speak to the martyrs and if he tells them the right things. As in, what the martyrs need to hear from him, the martyrs will step up to defend him. And you will get your trial that you wish. You step up to defend him. Trial by combat, like you said. That's what you wanted, yes? I want that. Warmongering pick slayer's head, she says. You can almost see the fellow's was coming from her mouth as she can't even utter his name. And the way that we could get him to come here is if he tries to defend us then. Do you think that he will come here? If that man says the words to him, yes. <laughs> well, Crimson Fathers are not that foolish. Don't think. You, know, you mistake the viciousness and low cunning of these human animals. Tell what me. Leaf says. Tell me something. Let's say you get this trial by combat, and you win. What happens? I don't play games of pretend. Well, I ain't pretending. I'm trying to figure out what will happen. What does it matter to you, human? It has nothing to do with you at that point. Your only duty is to get, is to draw out that bloody-minded crimson martyr and to bring him to me. What happens after has nothing to do with you, outsider. Yeah, what happens after here is right. It has nothing to do with me. What happens after elsewhere has everything to do with me. You see that man in there? He, needs, he knows something that we need to know. Because we are being slandered. She, she kind of blinks her eyes, not really understanding what you're talking about. We've been accused of murdering somebody we're supposed to death. You can murder them back, she says. We need to know who they is in order to murder them. You mince words. Oh. Best to mince flesh of those who would turn against you. Well, you see, I'd love to do that. I agree. I need to know who they is. And you think that that man in the cave knows? I know he knows. Then put him to the torture. Well, he's already been put to the torture. The band can be pushed further. I know. Humans are more and more resilient than they show. They wince and they cry and they bleed. Even when you put the pukas to the toenails. They do. The stubborn perseverance you people have. Well, 
also brings to the point, how long do you want us sticking around in your camp? How long do you wish to have us mingling about in your area? You want to wave a white flag or something for that to urge us on to kill the martyrs. That was the agreement. The agreement was that if I dropped the flag, then you would know that they are not going to leave. You're going to take this man and get this meeting, this delegation, as my sister would call it. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the point, though, is... If we have our chance to mince our words, you have the chance to kill your man. But we can't do that in the event that we're stuck here, as you say, putting pokers to toes. Which I'm sure you don't even want us around doing. And if I don't drop the flag, that means that they are willing to leave and give you your land back. (coughs) She narrows her eyes and turns to Delegate Don Daughter and they begin to speak with their hands. Trying to decipher, probably can't. They're moving very fast, but you can try. Uh, it is going to be a hard scrutinized test. Can I try as well? How how? You don't speak still, Tom. I don't, but I'm multilingual, which allows me to communicate through hand signals. Oh, that's which right. I forgot about last. That's time. right. Yeah, that's like super you, useful. You can absolutely right. try. Exactly. It. Do I get a plus ten because of secret signs on this? Uh, no, okay, but I also have secret signs. But yeah. your chance is challenging instead of hard because you have that talent. Okay, so mine is hard. Yes. Okay. Hard scrutinized for you, and, and okay. challenging scrutinized for you. You're gonna roll your dice into that box. <laughs> Forty-one success out of forty-six. Uh, Sixty-nine. Wrong episode. Oh. <laughs> And I had a, uh, I had a 62. Well, no, I would have had a 42 because I was being hard. Did you succeed? No. I didn't. I didn't. Those were going with 69 now, like, seven, well, early on with 69? No. I tried. It's premature. You did. (laughs) Premature 69. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't want to know what that's like. Here's what you learn. It almost flashes by. Don Daughter shakes her head. No. Bloodleaf turns back toward all of you. You can take this awesomeness. You take him and let him stand this trial. And when the verdict is given, you let us have these crimson martyrs. Because if anyone's going to exact revenge upon this awesomeness, it will be us. Not Graf Frederick. Not the people of Stowe, but us. Have your trial. Share your words. Mince them, if you will, with these courtiers and purple prose. And when the judgment is given, we will be the executioners of the awesome Should it all come to blows, I hope you do well. Let's hope for your sake it doesn't come to blows. If this is not fair in our favor, I will have your heads after the Crimson Martyrs. Make no mistake, we are not breaking bread and sharing salt at this table. I catch your meaning. My sentiment stands, though. 
<laughs> Dawn Daughter kind of, her eyes widened and she looks pale. You do realize that I am giving you a chance to save your home and peace. And the only way to save this place is to cut the head of the snake off. You are so blinded by hatred. I've lived a life similar to yours. You've lived no life similar to mine, human. She hisses. You know nothing. You don't know what loss means. Generations of people and family. You may have lost family and friends, but you know nothing about losing your home, your heritage, your bloodline, your civilization. You are still so meek and small and young in this world, and you pretend to know everything. But it is hubris that you know. No. Do not preach to me. I've been in your shoes. I've seen your anger. I've experienced it. I've lashed out at people who have tried to help me. I know what it's like to be surrounded by just about everyone you knew dead. You're one of the few survivors. True. Another line goes on. Hey, maybe you procreate when I was 15. So, yeah, sure. The line will go on. That's because of what my family knew. My family knew that we died. Violent deaths. That's all I was forced to do. I'm begging you. Reconsider. She will stop and ponder for a moment and she will walk away. Sure, you know my words. You're not really sure what she intends to do. But it seemed it seemed for a moment to kind of give her pause. She did not hiss and lash out as she had done before. Terran looks at all of you like he just said something he didn't want to say to you guys to know. Terran, I, I think your heart's in the right place, but she ain't coming back from where she is. Well, personally, if it were me, I guess when it was, when the white wolf was after us, I wasn't made of such stern stuff as she I turned tail and run. Never forgave myself for it. So, state she's in, I get it. There's no turning back for her. There's no second chances. This is it. If things come to blow, don't blame her too hard. She's backed into a corner. As much as this conversation is um, timely, do you believe that time is not on our side for other things? Maybe we go now before a decision is made that we don't know of. Yes, uh, we should head in there and grab a meal. She's given us permission to. Time to be free, Emil says as you pull him out of the cave. Uh, while we're in the cave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whisper to you guys. It was moving very fast with our hands. I couldn't quite get it all, but they mean to infiltrate Stowe when we take a meal. They'll be in the town while we're there. They may already be moving. Good news is there's no one left there. People still might be safe, but I have a feeling that town one way or the other is going to burn, so 
Don't trust anything you see in the town, then. All right. Well, I'll start tying him up and uh-huh. laughing, making it look good. Bless him, yeah. yeah. You lead him out <laughs> along with uh, Hans and Franz, and they follow behind. And as they're passing out. through the camp, you can hear the Pictish hissing at them. Mm-hmm. Much like what happened when you brought the Pictish out of the Crimson Martyrs camp. Yeah. They don't cast stones, but uh, they cast uh, daggers in their eyes. And you, in the sly, wry smile, it erupts across Bloodleaf's tiny, pursed pink lips. And you can only imagine what she has in store of the Crimson Martyrs. You're being led back to Stowe by Delegate Don Daughter and Ohachi, and the delegate is very, very nervous. Say something, Don Daughter. There's really only one answer to this, isn't there? I mean, we're alone with her. Yes. Yeah. He, her, she and Ohachi are passing through the woods at this point, midday. Passed through the, t- the tainted dale, as they called it. Bare of trees and leaves, covered in ash and snow. The destruction in which his, this man's foolishness caused is immeasurable. This place looks like a hellish hell. It looks like a hellscape. Mm-hmm. The ground is wet and burbling in places with water and oil. It's literally saturated in a filth that you cannot easily describe in words. Evil seems to look at it oddly and strangely, and you can see there is lament in the delegate's eyes and Ohachi's. I... I don't know any other course that Yelana will take, she says, confiding in you. So to come to blows then, you reckon? I don't know, she says, clearly defying what uh, she and her sister spoke about and the hand and language. I hope that Yelana turns away from her bloody ways, that she considers the words that we all exchanged today and weighs that upon the lives that could be lost. We've lost so much already. Seems, you, on the seems you know something I don't, because from the look on her face, <laughs> she's, she's only, only looking out for blood. Yelana was a good-natured sister when she was younger I think that these long hard years since the cataclysm has hardened her and our people and I suppose in so many ways others too beyond beyond the Axwater Valley I've seen this same nihilism this cynicism pervasive since the star came crashing down so if it all goes to shit where, where, where does that leave you? No, Crimson Martyrs ain't gonna stomach your lot around here. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't even considered that. Well, you know, I'm not saying you you have to do anything, but I just want to put this out there. You did everything you could for us, and so I know. You don't want to leave, and I'm not going to make you. But if you have to, there's a place for you in my lands. And frankly, 
Well, I mean, it's in where I, mean, I know I'm in the Rogan Girl, but what is this section? Uh, that's the, East March. It's near East March. I certainly appreciate your chivalric way, she says, leaving with a pregnant pause, but I am a delegate and I have the Baroness's favor. I, I don't want you to leave here. You, you work so. I mean, you, you deserve to live here. But. My people. I'm just. deserve to live here, but I. my mission is far greater than this. I, there are hundreds of us who were left in the scattering. Yeah. We've been fractured across this world. I'm just saying if. if the. Crimson Martyrs somehow get the upper hand, and then they come after you. You have a place to go if you need. As I said, I appreciate your okay. chivalry, but... I'll stop there then. If by some weird happenstance, completely strange and completely utopic, we, we walk into this and somehow... This trial ends without blood, or at least Bloodleaf makes a change of heart, which I don't necessarily see happening, but out of curiosity so that we know our ends here. Would they all follow, all of her people, if she decided not to shed blood? Because Terran over here is convinced that should we talk down the leader of the martyrs, that all of them will follow, so would hers as well. There are, as you saw in our camp, there are husbands and wives and daughters and, and young boys, remnants of our, of our kindred that still live. I do not... Those who have remained within my camp are not warriors. No. They seek, they are, we are nomads, we have been. As far as it goes for Gailana's people, I hope that is the case. For she has stirred their spirit in ways that no other among our kind could. Can I ask some questions then? She nods as you're walking through the blasted wood. If... It comes down to trial by combat, because it seems that warfare may happen if we don't choose trial by combat. Let's say your sister wins. What happens? They, ex they execute a meal and then they walk away? I, 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 we do not play in what ifs. We only, we only know what is. I cannot predict the future for you, Master Redding. Sorry, Master Forrester. <laughs> Trial by combat is a practice that is, supersedes culture, supersedes country, kingdom, men, women. We all understand this practice from the ages old. Whatever outcome there is, well, a choice will be made afterward. I cannot predict what that choice will be. The choice will be made. I have a question then. Let's say there was never any trial by combat. 
say we never arrived to try and arrange something for a slightly more peaceable outcome. Your sister intended war with Crimson Martyrs. And when she won that war, because nobody goes to war planning to losing, what was she going to do after the war? What was her what was her plan of I butcher these people I don't like? Was it then I butcher Stowe? And then I butcher everyone else? Master Master Thornberry, I do not mean to offend, but I don't think that you heard my words before. I cannot predict the outcome of this. I cannot predict what Yelana will do, nor her followers. I only know that a choice will be made. That is the only thing we can bank on. Is Stowe in danger? Stowe has always been in danger from the Pictish. Stowe in danger from your sister right at this moment. There are no people in Stowe. Right. Our woodwalkers saw that you would urge them across the river. That was smart and the right thing to do. Ohachi nods, smiling. There are a great deal of many people I have grown to appreciate in Stowe. Peter being among them and others, he says. Whatever the outcome, they will be safe. That's all we can ask. See, in our, in our society, when we as a trial by combat, is to be honored no matter what. And so if Graf loses, then they are supposed to honor the fact that Emil is guilty. If Graf wins, they will expect to be able to take Emil with us because he's innocent. Do you think that Master Redrick will fight on behalf of Emil, this awesomeness? Yes. I think that he I think that he will because he wants to kill Bloodleaf. Honestly, he doesn't care about the fire. It's not ever been his concern. His concern has been, unfortunately, old Nagel. Graf, he has flat out stated that if he were to confront Emil directly, he would shake his hand and put a medal on him to give him a reason to go after your sister. And he seems to be awfully focused on just your sister. Yes. Therefore, yes, he most definitely will fight for him. In fact, he would fight without him. He would just fight her. He doesn't need a reason. I must confess with you, to you that I call Yelan a sister, but she is not a sister by blood. She is the inheritor to the Pictish crown. Hmm. So should something happen to you? It will not solid bloodline. She is the one that I delegate on behalf of. She is our queen. So she is currently the leader. Not currently, she always has been. For if, generations. If she were to die, I, I I know you don't deal in what ifs, but I can pretty much expect that you know people will be in uproar. Who leads the Pictish if Ilana dies? We will not know until the next birth. Until ah. the resurrection. Oh. Ah. I imagine you'll serve as a stand-in in the immediate. Okay, so, wait, so, 
when the queen dies, she is reborn. She nods, she, she nods her head. It's that, the that, that makes a lot of sense why she was like, I've been fighting for longer than you. Okay. And assuming that, that would assume that she has seen all of the travesties that have been put upon her people. To know the, to know the history of the Pictish would take you far beyond the Dalriada, beyond the contested lands to Gwarhal. It is where we had came from, but have been driven away since the scattering. I suppose she wasn't set off by my last name. Maybe names don't transfer. Maybe they never talked for a minute before. That's true. You may be unaware that you're part of that group. Well. But, leaving that be. I believe we know what the course of action is then. Yes. Theoretically. (coughs) Go through this fucking trial. Like Holmberg. We'll say one thing though, Bloody. I will say one thing, Tom Daughter. When we first met you, you said that lying wasn't something your people knew how to do. I don't think your words do not come off our tongues. No, don't believe you're as different from humans as you make yourselves out to be. When you told Warren that you didn't think it was coming to blows, you're lying, but to yourself. I had every bit of optimism that Bloodleaf will come to her senses, but I think that generations of ire, generations of pain that she alone bears as the chosen. That that is far greater that weight is far greater than the here and now. I fear that this petty bickering, this this was the, this, as they say in the, in Zahara, the straw that broke the camel's back. I think my sister is so far gone. I think Ilana is so far gone that there really is no turning back. So, what has happened historically with leadership while we were waiting on the, well, the pick are waiting on the next birth. Well, the, the priests attend to the women, those who are gravid. There are a few in our camp, and those children are raised until, until Yelana is discovered again. So, but I mean, who, who tells people what to do until that second discovery? don't really have anything of what you're describing. So there's no interim leader? Yelana is not a leader. Not a queen. There's the only word I can think of that would translate. She is not a monarch. She is a... She is a god. Yelana means... Born from Mahala's womb. Hmm. Well, okay. So she is the daughter of the Demiurge. When when the god can't speak through the person, because I do, we we share that in common. God speaking through people. Um, when the god can't speak through a person, 
then gods don't speak to people. And Yelana is not a person. You understand this, right? I do now. Well, she is literally born from the womb of the Demiurge. Well, when, when Yelana cannot speak, let's say that when Yelana... I understand what you're saying, but you're poking at a problem that there is no answer in which you would understand clearly. All right. Oh. And I'm not meant to offend you, but it is not something that you can understand because you are not of our people. Yeah. yeah. I, mostly... You, you erect monuments and you build stone temples to those who would wear crowns upon their head and call themselves king, queen, baroness, duke, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that is not how to pick the shah. That is not the way that our people are. We do not build edifices to revere people we deem as having nobler blood than us. As we are simple. As she has stated, they don't live in the what if. So for you to understand yeah. that they could possibly know the future seems... No, I think I think I'm you know I, I, I think I'm burning a dead horse. Yeah. Yes. I think what Tyrone was more so going for is <laughs> I'm burning a dead horse. <laughs> Very apt. <laughs> but I'm both. Well, what you getting at, Tyrone? I don't see how any of this I, has any bearing on us. I think, what I think I think the best. They live now. I think the best course of action is to have this trial. Stupid trial by combat, and hope that Graf wins, and hope that I can convince him that if he wins, he leaves, <coughs> because he's killed Ludwig. You are approaching Stowe at this point. He won't. You can see the encampment of the Crimson Martyrs. You can see the great windmill slowly tilting in the wind, and you too feel like you've been tilting at the windmill on first the behalf of the Crimson Martyrs. And now, the Pictish, and we will. <laughs> and and we're we're about to enter into some some pretty dark shit. So let's uh, let's jump right in. Okay. Find the laugh. Stowe is unsurprisingly quiet. No bog dogs bark in the streets of the village. No birds to be heard in the trees as you leave the tainted dale and come into the forested community. The only thing you can see moving about is the company of the Crimson Martyr. These crusaders who have aligned themselves with Commander Graf Redrick and hewn a, a bloody path through the picks for decades, both here and abroad against the Gothric. They are very, very, stand out, clearly in a crowd. They're wearing head-to-toe munitions plate. And, uh, of course, the symbol of the, of the crucified woman is worn about their, their throats around the gorget of their, of their armor, painted red. And they wield these massive wavy bladed white hitters on their back. They have the look of a people who have been collected. Um, you don't, and they do not are not all Aerodane by any means. They're Urbanian, Aerodane, Dunnish, Midfolk, some Gothric, some Wolstanians. Uh, a great deal of people from all across the world who have allied themselves beneath Graf Redrick. And what's notable about Graf Redrick that you would all know, in fact, probably uh, in your case, Warren would know specifically, is that he was the one, was the commander of a unit 
that was supposed to um, free Stonehold uh, from the Mar from the Marcher Lords, and uh, he and the, he and all of his company were reputedly mortally wounded, um, and somehow they had they, there was a priestess whose name is unknown, but a, a priestess of the Martyr reputedly was able to mend their bring them back from death and they drove uh, the March Lords, the Torqued Lords, if you will, uh, out of Stonehold. They were sent there to avenge the death of the one of the sons of Donalthor. Bawad is Donalthor too. Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. And they lifted the siege of Stonehold. Unfortunately they didn't weren't able to hold Stonehold, but when they returned they had dubbed themselves the Crimson Martyrs. Uh, as they had, uh, had shaved holy symbols from the the woodworks of the of the martial lords, but the idols they had taken and dipped it in their blood repeatedly, <laughs> um, and now wear it on their neck. And that's where they earned their name. And they followed the the will and the way of the uh, the red revenant, as I call her, the crucified one, the bloody handed maiden, who you know is the martyr, but twisted. So. Warren was a camp follower around that time in that place as well. Would he have had any contact with uh, with his company? You had probably seen them, but never any interactions with them. Yeah. Most of the when when you were a camp follower, you were probably closer to the Donthorn family. Probably a camp follower of Balbadi's Donthorn the second, in fact, <laughs> when you were driven out of the north. Um, that makes yeah, sense. Actually, <laughs> that initial that initial campaign, that war campaign in the north to uh, to sow for peace with the Pictish should not go well, and eventually led into a it eventually brought them into the into the contested lands, as the word Dalriada uh, translates to, as it's uh, or sorry Dunbrood, my apologies, Dunbrood means the contested lands, split into two kingdoms, and that eventually led to the discovery of um, the White Wolf. And had aligned all the marcher lords and just a whole and that was but our listeners don't know anything about that but it was a whole other campaign that um unfortunately it, it turned to ruin for the player characters but it uh you were there as a non-player character so to speak um you had seen the dawn of Thorge, you had seen the wreckage that the torque lords and the marcher lords brought the white wolf and had left fled with the refugees to, to durendal during that time and then the cataclysm came mm -hmm. so it, it was like it's a, it's a series of events that everything came crashing down literally in some parts of the world i must disagree with you when bad things happen to the characters it's not always a bad thing yeah. well <laughs> I, I mean bad in the bad in personal context but in the broader sense of world building mm -hmm. um it is an event that is seen as something that was the, i mean literally the air day lost hold of the north completely they lost their ally in Hivernia, mm -hmm. uh, the Dalriada, now and the and the and the Marcher Lords now rule the north. The the Emerald Kingdoms, as Dunbar is sometimes called, have not been aligned for years. They killed the Queen of Hivernia, and there's all kinds of bad stuff going on up there. But it has nothing to do with though. yeah, nothing to do with <laughs> what's happening here today, because Ravain, the Ravain Girdle in Aglador has its own problems, and that's what we're going to focus on specifically. Mm -hmm. But the pictures are here, and you are wandering into Stowe, and not a single citizen is to be found. Horses, other animals, chickens, dogs, cats, children, adults—all have been 
ferried away on the Madeline and taken across the Axwater River, taken across river. And it's kind of hard to see them from here. The, the, sh the shape of the ship is visible, like in the, in the mist of the, of the winter afternoon, a pale blue shadow on the horizon near the other side of the broad Axwater River. But the sound and din of the, the people you would hear when you first came into Stowe, you can't hear anything. Even the last wish, Jenna Sparrow's ship is on the other side of the river. This place is a ghost town. Only a few are walking about. And finding Graf Redrick is, well, he stands out in the crowd. More importantly, he stands ahead higher than every person here in the city, or in the village, rather. And he is not hard to find. He is near, he is near the windmill and the encampments, and he's talking to a series of sergeants, you would guess, sergeant of arms, as you begin to wander that direction. Then you have, of course, Emil in tow. I assume Dawn Daughter like left us outside the village. Yes, yes. I see you've not you have returned and you are not flayed by the she elf. It's true. Consider yourselves lucky. Those savages. Ought not to let live the Aradane. Well, who's this one? This one's Emil Frosch. Ah. And, uh, coming to you for help. Oh, you're coming to me for help. We have an agreement, if you don't, if you recall. I do recall. When it comes to swords, you will stand on the side of the king. Will stand on the side of what is righteous. We may have a way that uh, we can save a lot of lives and still do what I believe you intend. Save a lot of lives, you say? Well, go on, soldier. Tell your piece. He brings you over near a cooking fire with a large cauldron is boiling and brewing. He Port takes a wooden cup, begins to ladle it, and ladle something in the wooden, wooden bowl, and begins to eat his uh, evening meal. Lots of ins and outs, so I, I will try and be brief. But, uh, basically, there are she, Bloodlink herself, is of one singular mindset, and uh, when it comes to her, you are the same. You are the singular mindset when it comes to her. Am I correct? Bloodleaf will die. That's what you're asking. Well, this man here, by accident, caused the forest to burn. They hold him responsible. Mm -hmm. And I try to reiterate that it was an accident and they said that the only thing that would prove his innocence would be trial by combat the the she-elf wants trial by combat i heard that right didn't i mm -hmm. yes that's that's what she said <laughs> well what the picts want versus what they will get are two different things altogether. 
Well, this is where we will need your help. Hmm. Pray tell, Forrester. Well, no plan on ambushing you, as you have no doubt planned on ambushing them if we were <laughs> to go back to them. <laughs> the hells ambush us. Yes. Go on. Sorry, you amuse me. I'm just telling you what they said. I ain't, I ain't trying to do anything other than be a messenger. So the picks are going to ambush us. How and where? I'm not exactly sure where, but this man here, Emil, he's the one with information on who, mur who, on who murdered um, the daughter of uh, uh, Adam's forgetting the the man at um, Calcarium. Um, the barrister? Rosalia? The baron. The baron you're looking for. You're talking about uh, Clayton Arcade II? Yeah, Clayton Arcade. Yeah. Daughter Clayton Arcade II. Oh, this little runt is an accomplice to a murder, huh? Well, Come here! Clavager, hand me this runt. I don't know if he's an accomplice. What is your name, Lowborn? <laughs> he says to Emil, and Emil says, Emil Frosch. So this little bastard is the one who set the fire. Well, an accident. Yes, but he set the fire. Crime of negligence, yeah. Uh, crime of negligence is a crime regardless. Well, here's the reason we're here. He's the one that can make sure we achieve, that we can solve our investigation. Ah, he takes the lasso and kind of pulls him a little closer to his side. Sergeant, take this man and... Um, Feeding clothe him. So this one's of value to you. What is it you're proposing? How can I help? Well, you mean to kill Bloodleaf? She means to kill you. A Bloodleaf will come to my blade, yes. Mm -hmm. She is, uh, this destiny. And so, if I was to make any sort of wager, I'd wager on you. The stars are in my favor. This will not be the first time I have slain Yelana, but she was much younger then. I think you know. Barely out of her swaddling clothes. The only way that we could leave with a meal without any harm coming to him is if he was proven innocent by trial by combat. Ah. Well, how about this? Let's uh, a little trial in the content canoner. Invite these picks. Bring them there. Let them see what justice looks like. And then, Bloodleaf can have her revenge. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I follow. Bring the elves to the content canoner. Poor trial by combat? 
I haven't decided that yet. But make no mistake, the she-elf's blood will spill tonight. Uh, but, uh, in order to make sure that none of any of your men and women. And women. Sorry, where I came from. Soldiers. None of them were dying. All you have to do is kill them. Yes. We kill can. her and all the others. I told you before. They will not survive. Whether they are slain in the content Canada or we set the rest of the forest on fire and draw them out, there is no peace for the Picts in these lands. They have crossed the river foolishly, and they will be served the king's justice. But you see, if if you're not willing to do the trial by combat, then you're getting in the way. Of our investigation, which is also the king's justice. <laughs> well, it seems that we are at a crossroads then. We all have the same desires to see our ends met. Would you not agree, Master Thornberry? I would. I would agree that that is the means that we are all seeking, an end that we can all agree upon. But if you wish. To, you want the pigs all dead at once, <coughs> don't you? All tied up nice with a little bow. I told you about my story of the giver. I, and I heard your story. <coughs> but if we go back to Bloodleaf to tell her the trial's on, and you're lying to us and she senses the lies through you, and doesn't show up, then you don't get what you want. Are you calling me forked tongue? No, I'm saying that if she senses a trap or that you are trying to play her false and not going to honor the trial by combat, what incentive does she have to show up? Uh, blood leaf. <laughs> We're trying to communicate with savages. We're trying to communicate with people who don't speak a civilized tongue. Pick with the hands. Yes, as there ought to do, as you can have pick at uh, at his uh, is his at his uh, racism toward the Picts. Go ahead and roll a charm test. Right. Uh, this will be uh, routine. Good. Uh, 55, uh, 54 chance. Uh, Thirteen will do it. Nice. You'll gain three corruption for that. But uh, you appeal to his baser senses. His baser self. Yes, they are ignoble. But one thing you can bank on with the Picts is that they will suspect a trap. Frankly, <laughs> I'd rather enjoy the game. I'm certain that they do as well. Is there something you might be able to do <clears throat> to show them that you'll be there? Uh, I mean, you're quite a tall man. Perhaps if you 
Wait in an upstairs window of the content cannoneer to show Bloodleaf that you intend to meet her on the, the field, as it were. <laughs> she will entice and arrive with her entire group for you. Otherwise, and I'm not saying you don't have your rights to, but you'll burn down the forest, and the people of Stowe depend on that for a livelihood. The people who pay crown and tax to the kings. Yes, and the people you have ushered onto your ships and promised a better life in Durendal, those people. Oh, yes. we're not promising that we're going to take them to Durendal, but we're promising that they can get out of the way of whatever you and Bloodleaf wish to do to each other. They don't he, wish to be caught in the middle. We're not going to ask them to be in the middle. He will walk back and forth. Yes, trial by combat. I will represent evil Frosh. You don't know if that will settle well with the people of Stowe, but by the time that they return, it will not matter. Well, they have a toad. I feel blood. I feel that Emil is completely innocent of his crimes, and I will challenge anyone who says otherwise, including Bloodleaf. Bring her the content, to the content cannoner, or the forest faces my wrath. Crystal clear. Thank you for helping us with our investigation. Emil will be safe. As long as he's among our camps, I can guarantee you that. We'll feed him and clothe him, and then all the sordid business is done, and you have your inquiries with him, we will throw him to the people of Stowe so they may be properly judged. This is not our business. It's petty squabblings of these peasants. It's a means to an end. I'm afraid that what he was involved with was much bigger than Stowe, and that's why I need him. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're you're doing. But we are in agreement. Once this business is done and Bloodleaf's head is on the end of my so on the end of the gray blade, make your inquiry with Emil. And then do the right thing. He places your hand upon your shoulder. Turn him to the people of Stowe. He is guilty after all. You may have bigger courts to answer to. I'm certain the courts of Cross the river, care little for some petty arson in the, in the middle of a nowhere burg in the Axwater Valley. Uh, it just depends on what he knows, really. If trial by combat's the, the way of things, when you inevitably, it's not to be questioned once it's done. That's true. So, if, so if you if well, you are championing, when you win, that prove it is innocence. No, no, no. People still won't have any any say in it. Right. That's when it comes to the forest burning, but not those other matters. If I will not stand in the way of your inquest, I will keep Evil Frosh safe here. Let's not I said. keep the commander. He has a fight to prepare for. I, I have one question, though, for you, Commander. When you win, strike down Bloodleaf. If the rest of the Pictish were to leave back across the Axwater, if they, they simply departed, out of the lands that you're sworn to kill them in. Would you let them to leave? If they were to leave and apparent to never come back, once you bested their leader and, and destroyed them. If they're faster than, than our feet will take them, 
That would be faster than our horses. Across the river they'll be safe, but I cannot say as to the fate of their children or their elders. You don't think that their little feet will carry them as fast as our horses will move. Understood. Make no mistake, there will be blood, and it will be the Pictish blood that will be spilt. It will not only be blood thieves. And if they raise their swords against us, we will do the right thing. Right? Depends on where our meal is. There is no depend. You'd already agreed to this. Do not forget what we spoke about a day ago. I agreed to uphold the king's justice. Those are the words I used. And you are a Dufresne, and you are bound to do so. Aye. And there is more than one matter that the king is worried about. And you will, and you will defend your brethren, I, I suspect. Before you'll defend a Pict. It is as simple as that, Forster. I need to make sure we get a meal out of here. You have my solemn word. I swear upon my father's blade, he will be safe. Well. Make me swear again, and you will pique my anger. Very tall man. Peaks are very high, though, tell him. You'll do as you're told, soldier. He issues and turns about on heel and leaves. And you all get a sinking feeling in your stomach and must roll a challenging resolve test to withstand stress. Challenging resolve. Are we sure 69s? I mean, I got one too. <laughs> Man, what wasted him? What wasted him? I succeeded. You tear one and be like, <laughs> you may be a soldier. Well, I only have, I have very little experience to work with. I failed. I didn't. Okay. At least Those failed. who failed suffer 11 mental peril and gain 3 corruption. You feel at odds with yourself. There's no real clear side to you're caught in the middle. Well, even if we picked a side, we would uh, be six people on one side versus, yeah, numbers that we can't really make a huge difference on. Uh, uh, above board, like we roughly know Graf's numbers. Like we, we see his camp. We, we see like a rough idea. Less than back. 20. Less than 20. How many Pictish warriors did we see passing through Bloodleaf's area? Nine. Okay. Including her 10. Okay. Oh, so I thought this was... Yeah, I think it said there was like an encampment. So that, but now, just... the encampment of the delegate is far larger. Because mm. it came about 100 people. Oh, okay. So I this thought is it was a skirmish. Flipped. Okay. Oh, yeah, I thought it was flipped. Okay. Oh, so if we were to so wait, we could want to go way in on this, this would definitely would make a difference. You would make a difference Huge. depending on which side you would. Yeah, play that in. that was something I did not. Okay. I was yeah, thinking like, it was like sixty and seventy, and I'm like, no, no, I, was, I was thinking like thirty to like forty on graph, like and then no. I thought like only had like a hundred like bloodthirsty warriors, and I was like, he's gonna get like drowned in that sea of pigs, like. But now I realize that we literally do make a huge difference depending on where we sit. 
that's a little crazy to me, like, putting it in perspective how much of a racist he is to, like, really, for that little pix to, like, bother him. Like, nine? Come on. Well, as you learn from Don Daughter, Bloodly for Yelana, not her name, but her title, is mm -hmm. far more important than the value of the numbers of picks. It is the it is that which she brings to their their being as a people. Mm -hmm. And you would have never been you're now inevitably caught in the flotsam. So this is the man you wish to win. No winning. I I'm assuming we're discussing this yes. back in our boat. We're not on the boat. Or on there are no boats. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've withdrawn all the boats to the other side of the shore. And so returning. we want to go to the inn? The return yeah, do tomorrow. we want to return to the Contain Cannoneer? No, we need to go and speak with Dawn Daughter. She's okay, lovely. Okay. Yeah, they're back at the Mueller farm. So we'll walk there. And we'll have this on the way. I'm so just you're trying to figure Yeah, out. you're heading up the hill, back to the snowbound hill. The sun's about to set. And you're heading, and you're talking, and you're walking and talking. Mm -hmm. No, there is no wind. No. Yeah. But what... We suggest is that this man Emil, because the only reason that we've discussed that Graf could possibly be the best option at this point, so that we could talk with Emil. But now you state that that man is the one that we want to win before this one man, whereas he would slaughter everything that we love. I, I, I'm all for what you decide to, but. I don't think it's fair for us to put this decision completely on Taylor. After what they saw, what they did to to the Pictish they captured, and I understand Emil Frosch and them suffered a similar fate, but they at least deserved what they brought upon themselves. Pictish were just captured, tortured for no reason. No, they were. The reasoning is because to who vent they the are. spleen of a cruel man who had run down children and the elderly just because. They're different than you. Everyone That's caught right. that, right? When he stated that he killed Yolanda last time when she was younger than this. Swaddling clothes. Yes. He butchered a child, a babe. Just for the purposes of his weird vengeance and vendetta against them. I don't care for Emil at this point, and I don't really care what information he might have. We have a lead, even if we lose Emil. We know where we're going. I don't care. I suspect there is much more that Emil knows that he has not told you. They fucking set children. Yes. You know who the closest are. Yes. Me. He's trying to get a rise out of me. Are you going to allow? So what will it be? We can turn this way to the side. Hmm? We, can, we can wipe them out if you want. Warren, Just say the word, we'll do it. You suspect when Warren says we, he does not mm -hmm, mean the yeah. others. No, I'm, no, I already, I already have had my suspicions. I am not much for fighting, but if there's something to die on, because you're growing very close in the Mueller farm at this point. Oh, the learning won't do me any good if I can't live with it. Yelana and Don Daughter are close. 
as are the other picks. They are, they are among the hills of the farm where you'd seen them before, where the woodwalkers were at least. There are none there save for Delegate Dondotter, Ohachi, nine of uh, Bloodleaf's Blade Dancers, and Bloodleaf herself. Here, just a few more moments until you approach where they're at. One last thing might sway which way you go. The commander has no intent to do anything the Baroness wants. That one, and I'm going to point at Dawn Daughter as we approach, openly allies herself and works to ally at least a hundred people that would see peaceable intent to work with the Baroness. Mm-hmm. If I'm putting, I'm siding with someone and it comes to a vote, a vote for the ones that want to be peaceful. I'm going to tell them the truth. Just like I told Graf the truth. You are close enough in earshot at this point. Don Daughter. I say that loud enough for them to hear. Don Daughter nods as you approach. The sun has set over Stowe and over the hills. The burnt ruin of the forest is now marked by a field of blue and the stars and a red field of distant debris that surrounds the hall. The sky scintillates with the moon that is slowly grinning on the horizon. It is now waxing. The little crescent grin on your finger now. Yes. The moon is so close to uh, to Mahal that you can it kind of looms on the horizon. So what is it to be? Delicate Don Daughter says. Bloodleaf is waiting. Blood, I say I narrate. Bloodleaf's waiting to hear what you say. The Graf, Don Daughter is leading the discussion for now. Graf agreed to trial by combat. The delegate lowers her head. Elana, this will not end with you and him. It will bring the other people. It will bring us all down. We cannot stay. We cannot stay and abide this. You cannot let your people die for this bloodlust. Bloodleaf waits to listen. He won't let you leave. Yeah, see, humans, we believe in, we deal in what ifs. So he was able to tell me what would happen even if he, even if he won. If he won, he wouldn't leave it at that. What does this one want? Bloodleaf inquires. No. He wants the picks gone from this land, and he will seek that end until his life is over. What message has he given you to bear me? The message he gave you, gave me to bear to you, was that he believes in your innocence and is willing to uh, fight for that in trial by combat. Where is he? He says you can see her. Her lip begins to quiver and tears begin to pour down her face, causing the red paint to swell and run down her face. Hold a moment, if you would. I understand. This has already been established. You will have your chance at him. But you need to know the other things that surround this first. 
and he has stated that he will not allow your people to leave even if he does win. I believe his exact words when I asked him, should you fall in this fight and the rest of the picks try to leave, his exact words were, they can cross the river if the feet for the elderly and your children can move faster than that of my horses. I seem so sure that they will win. But we have called the fury of the forest upon stone. I'm not saying that you'll win or you'll lose. I'm saying if you lose. We are a people that likes to know what's at stake. That is what you risk. You will pursue them until they are all dead. And I don't believe crossing a river will even save them. Is there... What makes him pursue you so? He said that he has killed you before when you were not but a babe. Why does he pursue you so vengefully? Is it just because he likes killing? Or did something happen in ages past that drives his people, Redricks, to kill you? The time for questions are done. I have already called the forest and we will bring the fury to all of stone. You can hear this low rumbling coming from the hills somewhere out beyond the forest the sound of a stampede growing a shadow of movement coming from the hills you can hear their snorts and their wickering and their groans the sound of hundreds upon hundreds of animals storming over the hills and you could hear in the distant, somewhere out there, the sound of the war horns, the sound of the Pictish war horns drawn. And when you look back to Stowe, you can see the content cannoner. There is a fire in the town, slowly kindling. And in the shadows of the bonfire, you can see this large, looming shadow bearing a blade twice his height, which could only be Graf. Choose now, or we will cut you down on our way in the stove. Bloodleaf commands. We hope you let the innocent people of stove live. Both sides have children, and I'm not about to see children die. I told you. The time for words are over. Choose, or we will cut you down. I've given you my choice. We will help you if you let the innocence of stone live. There is no innocent in stone. I draw my sword and I kill her. 
Okay. So, here's what we'll do. <laughs> As this happens, we're going to see if you can win initiative. If you can win initiative, mm -hmm. and you can land a blow, yeah. she is helpless. Mm -hmm. If she wins initiative, and she can land a blow, you are helpless. Okay. You want to take that gamble? That's the stakes. Yeah.
what we're going to do. We're going to do an opposed test. We're going to tally initiative. Three tests, all trivial, add your degrees of success. Yours will be based off of whatever weapon you're wielding, and she hers. Sound like a plan? Okay. I think we should turn toward the combat camera where the dice will be rolled. <laughs> Give me something to tell you. <laughs> you should write it down. I want to write it. I have. Give me a flashcard. <laughs> you want us to test the 70%. Three dice rolls. We could do our tallying. I'm writing it in my book too. I would say, do we want to use a dice turn? <laughs> yeah, Jared let's do Center. that. No, I mean, I was handing it to. If Adam you have fortune points, you can use. I know, but this way it can actually be centered. There are six fortune points. All right, you are the oh. challenger, so you may roll first. Okay. There's a trivial. What ta what weapon are you using? Uh, my uh, mortuary sword. My, um, my, uh, meteoric iron. Okay. That's right. It is trivial. Wow. Right. 90%. And that's... It's flat. Okay. So that's a 39. So that would be, um, 12 degrees of success. So, Terwin has 12. Her chance... Is also 90. Roll the 46, 49. Her degrees of success are 8 plus 4, 12. 12. 
right. We will do our next set of rolls. Oh, boy. That's a 34. 100 if I should re-roll. Trying to get higher. We're all. This is literally our showdown mechanics right now yeah. in this game. Do it. <laughs> We're gonna Do it. Do it. Oh goodness. There you go. All right. Come on. One sixty-nine. Forty-eight. It's better. Hey. So that's thirteen. So that's thirteen. Yeah. Ninety percent. One low. Ninety-nine. 41. <laughs> 4 plus 8 is 12. Or 12. Ooh. He pulls ahead. Ooh. Ooh. Who has yeah. the higher value, Terwin or Terwin? Terwin's winning one. by one right now. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm so nervous for you. All right. Remember, they're helpless, but you'll get a certain number of D10 showdown dice mm -hmm. to yeah. do damage. Yeah. It is just like our showdown rules we have currently. Be before, so before Adam makes this roll. There's nothing that you can do to interfere with this. Can she roll first at this time? No. <laughs> okay. He is the challenger. Asking, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 59. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, her test. Still a 90, right? Mm -hmm. What's the current value for him? 14. What's the total value? Oh, uh. Um, 39. Yeah. Actually, don't tell me. I'm gonna roll blind. Oh, okay. 15. But! Uh, I have a misfortune point yeah. that I will spend. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Critical. Oh. Come on! Critical failure! Come on! <laughs> 2% chance. 100. 33. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? So, it's, so her value is triple, so it's a 9. Plus her 8, so 17. That's right. It's good knowing you, bud. Yep. Right. Your intent is to kill her? Yeah, because she's not going, like, she's not going to stop. And then I'm, if I survive this, I'm going to have to go. To the death. <laughs> yeah. 1d10 for your weapon. How many tests do you succeed? One. I succeeded all of them. Oh, three. Oh, sorry. Two. Three. You have 4d10. Add your combat bonus. And let's see what happens to her. Well... Her last number was 17, right? So she won initiative, yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, she did? Yeah. 17 plus 12 plus 12 is 41 versus 39. Is that correct, our number counter? So she won? Yep, Her last number was 17 because it triple, right? 1 plus 8 is 9. Her last value is 9. Only 9? Only 9. Oh, units. I thought it was 9 plus 2. It's the tens, not the units. Okay, well then, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, Never mind, so Terwin did win. Yeah. Oh, that was real. It is, but, uh, we'll 39 see. to 31. I will see. Alright. Whoa. So that's that like 26 plus 9 is 37. No, 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 sorry. 35. 
damage. It is. A lot of damage. Did we were far enough down to die? Find Her last week. threshold. We'll move back up here. Yelena's last threshold. Blood leaves. Was thirty. Taren puts it all on the line. He draws his sword with one quick swipe. Ilana is slain. Suddenly, the Pictish begin to withdraw at this, (laughs) turning away (laughs) as you gain nine corruption, doing the right thing. Yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) Taren brings her to her knees, and she is instantly slain. The Pictish turn tail and they begin running. The horns no longer sound. The sound of the rumbling that was coming towards Stowe comes to a slow stop. Now I'm assuming that Don Daughter ran as well. Don Daughter is standing wide eyed over Bloodleaf. She hasn't moved. She's just, she is. She is frozen in fear, anguish, terror, relief. You're not really sure. I do not mean you harm. As, she, I, as I bend down and I clean the blood off the sword. She holds her hands in front of her. She drops to her knees and you hear this. This She, she yells, screaming this song of lament. And the song is so terrible to hear. You all must withstand a result test versus fear. Difficulty? It is challenging. Sorry, hard. Wow. I see, I can't. Nice. I mean, I got it. 25 out of 30. Who failed? I think we all did. Nice. Good. That's good. She, uh, she begins to wail, crying at the death of Elon. done. I don't think I'm done. I now need to go and see about another man. You see the fires burning in the stove. I start, to I start go wandering to... that way towards the fire. Will you Slowly. all follow behind him? I'm gonna put a hand on Bloodleaf's shoulder. She's leaning over Yelana, uh, hands upon her hands upon her knees, and she is crying. Don daughter, you got a lot going on right now, but you have a camp full of people that are in danger still. 
What Tarwin intends is, I believe, the same fate for the Commander Redrick. If we don't pull that one off, he's going to pursue every single one of you until there's none of you left. You need to get back to them, and you need to get them moving. And then I got you. You follow behind. I don't mean to be uh, insensitive, but he'll be suspicious enough already. So if you don't mind, I'm going to take a locket of her hair, proof that she's dead. For no way would she give this away willingly. I hope you do not see offense in this as I take a boot nugget out and like grab a bit of hair. Just she doesn't seem to listen to any of her. She's listless. Right. Yeah, as I'm like taking like a handful of like red hair. Is Ohachi or anyone else around? They all fled. Ohachi did too. Yeah. And then I'll leave. Oh, yeah. You turn back toward where Terwin is, and he's marching down the hill towards Stowe. He's very slow. Yeah. He he has his sword and shield drawn. And you can see that he did not do a good job of cleaning off the blood from that sword. He, uh, it's still covered. Oren? Elisa? What are you doing? What are you thinking? I'm falling behind him. I'm gonna put a shoulder, or a hand on Terwin's shoulder. See if I can get his attention. This is fucking fire. I know. That's where he is. We need to go to the fire. I know. If you just walk in there and do what you did here, well, might not get so lucky. You sure you want to die tonight? I don't know. You sure you want to come with me? I'm not really keen on the idea, but, well... I don't also want you to die either, but uh... upon the horizon, you can see a spark, and then a light, and then the shapes of soldiers with pikes over their shoulders in the shadows, as the as the forest near Stowe is burning. As you turn toward Stowe see a rough collection of soldiers near the burning fire on the edge of the village. And you can see standing no further than that is uh, Graf Redrick as he and the soldiers retire into the cannon. You walk by this burning cart, smoldering and smoking and collapsing as you come along the dirt road as it collapses you come close to it ash and cinder flying in the air in the dark the horizon to the west where the sky meets the land there is there are fires in the wood you pass through the smoke into stow where are you going to go towards the content cannoner because that's where i saw him right that's right 
the sound of the flames of the burning coach dissipate as you walk up the steps to the canner. The door is open. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Wheel frosh is in there, right? As far as I know. Well, he's in the camp. He's at the camp. Bring him going, Warren. Or will she go in? Are you gonna get? She will go. Okay. Give yourself uh, six corruption. The Content Canner is a large two-story tavern. As you walk inside, there's a bar immediately to your left. You can see crimson martyrs standing about within. Some upon the balustrade overlooking the bottom floor. Others near the bar. None of them drinking, of course. They were expecting you or, or the, or the uh, Pictish to arrive. But uh, among them, of course, is Graf Redrick, tall and soaring. Not tall enough for his head to hit the rafters by any means, but he is six foot nine. He's a very incredibly tall man. He's Wilt Chamberlain tall, but he's powerfully built. I'm five seven. Well, Taryn is five seven. <laughs> <laughs> As you walk in, there's candlelight kind of flickering here in nooks. There's a heavy candelabra overhead with burning candles, the towel having spattered on the ground. You can see that the uh, tables and chairs have been shoved aside. You can see crates lying about. Clearly, there's that there's intended, intended to make this some sort of trap for the Pictish to give them plenty of room to swing their great swords. And as you walk in, this is when you can see that there's blood, like literally from the vicious blow that Terwin had given, blood leaf just right across his face. And the blood, the weapon still weeps as he dra almost drags it inside with his shield. I see you did the right thing, Graf says, soaring over Terwin. Darwin with small man syndrome goes right up next, right up to him, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, he says, "You know what? I did the right thing, right?" Because they're pigs. She was gonna kill women, children, and elderly. As the old traditional forester comes out, like not the. Not the modern age that um, like everyone else is in, you know. What are you trying to say, Forrester? I've seen too many children die. I've seen too many elderly die. See me blood. I killed her. As I like drop the like locket of hair that I have on the table. As you all walk in, you can see that he is accompanied uh, by other soldiers within here. 
You don't get an exact count, but you can certainly feel their presence. Uh, my training in warfare, I'd want to know that. Yes! Go ahead and roll <laughs> a... Um, Go ahead and roll, if you would, roll me a challenging warfare test. Okay. If only because there's poor vid, there's poor, the site, your sure. line of sight here is a little difficult. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so that's You're the, sizing everything up as we speak. Challenging would be 43. And 63 won't do it. I'm too, I'm too, my blood's too full. Boiling. Hoping that I would be the one because he takes the the uh, the bit of hair between his fingers and runs it between his mail gloves. I was hoping I would be the one to bring Leilana down, but there's always another lifetime for her. She will be born again. I will only be three years from now. Give it a season of three. I trust then that they are headed east, back across the river. They have fled like the dogs that they are. I don't know. Any of you catch that? Wasn't reckoning which way they ran. Why did you set the forest on fire? that would be a thing you would do if they didn't come to the trial, so why did you start the forest on fire? I'm gonna go get myself a drink. <laughs> As you begin to walk toward the bar, one of the, one of the Crimson Martyr Crusaders step for step in front of you. You want a drink too? You can stand there, she says. I need Master Forrester knows while we set the fire. You did good. So, good soldier. Yeah, we tend to go with what we need to do. We don't really think of ourselves so much. The course, right? And soldiers, he calls inside of uh, and he calls inside the contained canner, and you hear their boots kind of click, clack, pull together as all the metal and the boot rings up on the floor. The Pictish are on the run. The fire will drive them out of the tainted glade. Pursue them until they reach the river. Let them free if they cross the water in time. The soldiers begin to kind of collect together and coming from the balustrades, coming down the stairs and from swelling from around him, they begin to leave the content canoner save for a small pair of sentries with him. Uh, how many are going out the door? About eight. Can I get that drink now? The soldier is still standing there. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but... Just know your place, thief. I was going to leave the coin on the table. Is it alright if I pull out a coin? Seem a bit jumpy. Keep pressing, Clavager, the woman says. I see no spurs upon your boots. I am not my father. I'm no knight yet. I'm no sir. I'm no paladin. But 
Well, I'm a man that is a bit thirsty. You take that as closed, she says. All right. Say. She take looks, a seat at a table. <laughs> she looks. The woman looks to all of you. Which one of you would like to join us in the forest? There are Pictus to drive away from our lands. I think we should join you in the forest. Yeah, that's right. Good, Graf says. You'll join the three of us. I join this place where we can start the Mueller farm. Then you could show us the way to their camp. We'll go through, sniff out their fires, sniff out the torches. Let's head out. Fall in, Graf commands. And the two sentries that are with him step out into Stell. Are you all going to follow? Elisa pulls her bow and shoots at Graf. <laughs> As he steps out? As the two sentries leave. Oh. <laughs> I think we should probably begin with initiative. And it just so happens. I was gonna wait until we we're on our way. Nope. Warning <laughs> shots. <laughs> Excuse me. I finally get to use it. Yeah, go warning ahead. shots. Go ahead. Not words. And I actually set up for tonight because I kind of suspected, or I wanted to plan at least. If it went the wrong way, we'd have it supported and set up. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, no, you go right for it. I'm I'm all for it right now. If That's Marius, yeah. man. I gotta live up no. to the family name, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, we will prepare for combat. We couldn't take out all of them, but goddammit, there's only a few left. I was hoping I was going to start with you shooting that guard for a drink. And you were going to be like, I am real thirsty. And they're like, it's closed. And then you're going to be like, you're <laughs> closed. It was a very tense situation. I was really hoping you were going to say Harper that. is suffering from lost heart. Because earlier he failed a All right. stress, so he has reduced his damage by his fellowship bonus, which is five. So he, we will reveal the battle mat. So everyone, remove the Afghan of secrecy. Oh, this is what could have happened. Oh God! If you had lowered them oh, there. <laughs> so we will begin removing all of the figures that I thought would be there. We're removing the Siabra, or sorry, the uh, the Pictish from the battle, and uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the soldiers too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Crimson Marauders. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this in just a moment, but I'm going to set this up as I'm moving figures around. Uh, I'll pass out the cards because we need to roll our own initiative. We sure do. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I should have already rolled. <laughs> For clarity's sake, Warren is currently possessed, right? That's right. Okay, just making sure. That's right. Warren? Question mark? Yeah. Remember, you could always willingly fail a resolve test. I didn't, know, test. I didn't yes. know that. You can willingly fail any test you ever would want to. Okay. That's why you. That's why you gain the corruption. And that will bring us to. It's perception bonus, right? My perception bonus plus three. This garbage. That's what I rolled. So, that was thinking this to, much better than to me. point out where everybody is. Sorry, thank you. So you are in the midst 
You write your perception bonus on it too, right? Always, yes. You're supposed to do the other side. Yeah, I gotta do both. Arranging the cards right now. Ooh, is that an eight? Yep, that's an eight. Oh, that's where I'm at. Oh boy. Do you have a three perception bonus too? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and roll off real quick. Uh, Five. Ten. Boom. Eat it. Good. I wanted to go last. <laughs> so, I'm gonna clarify what's going on here on the battle map. So as you can see, this is the inside of the Contake Cannoner. And everybody stand up if you would, please, so I can share and show you what's going on here. And we will now move to combat music just to get us all in the right mindset. So as you come inside the Contake Cannoner, there is a bar over here. Okay. There's a set of stairs that lead up onto this overhanging balcony like such. This is the main chamber where a hearth is roaring in the back side of where the bar is. You'll notice all the tables have been cleared out over here, and there's some boxes standing about here and there. But other than that, this is where everybody is. So what we're going to do for measurement is you're going to assume your character is one inch wide. So one inch is one yard uh, when we do movement. So just kind of use the best guess estimate you can. And remember that there are hard edges, obviously, and there's a room over here, and there's hallways over here, and deeper parts upstairs of the Katit Kander itself, but for the most part, the battlefield is kind of like within here. Yeah. Obviously, this is another room. So, these are the two Crusaders who are walking out. This is Graf Redrick. This is Terwin. This is actually, uh, Banneker's not here, so he's not there. No, but that was me. Uh, you're... Oh, you're right. You have the gun. Oh, my apologies. You were, and you were at the bars. That's right. Yeah. That. So we're going to move Banneker from here. Towards the back well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't move your figure anywhere. Okay. Where they're at is where they're at. Okay. This is Elisa. This is Eugene. This is Warren. <laughs> and there are stairs that lead up to the balconies, obviously, over here. So this map's unfortunately a little hard to see, but we're going to use our best guess estimate movements. And I believe Elisa was going to start combat. Unfortunately, she's literally at the top of the initiative. And I don't think our viewers can see it. I'll switch back real quick. But up here is all of the initiative cards. We're going to use uh, standing initiative, I think, for this. We're not going to do rotating initiative. Okay. Just for sake of what we're doing tonight. Um, so let's start with Elisa. Elisa, what are you going to do? Because remember, you are standing here. And yep. this is where Graph is. So my bow is a 16 range because of my perception bonus. I'd say that's within 16. Yeah, right? So the easy thing to do is just kind of go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yep. Always measure in northwest, east, south. Don't measure diagonals because we don't have diagonals set up on this. I'll solve that for next time around. But as they're leaving, um, they are defenseless. They have no action points at this point. Um, and you're not you're not surprised that their back is turned toward you, so it will be an easy test to fire at Graf. Okay. That's who you're firing at. Uh, most definitely. Okay. All right, and then I'm gonna aim for two. Take shot. Okay. For third. 
Okay, and so that puts me at a plus 20 towards my combat, which gives me a 52, 62, 72. Okay. And then what was my difficulty rating? It is easy. Just do it do 92. All right. You lose an arrow. I'm gonna re-roll. Uh, you wanna use? All right, I'll take that. Yeah, so always hand me a missing oh, point. Just to throw out, please. Okay. So I'm gonna hit it from the 84. will hit. Okay. Roll damage. Let's see, it's finesse, so I actually get to use my agility bonus instead, nice. right? Mm -hmm. So it's a six. Nice. nice. So so far I'm at 11. Uh, 15. Is it okay. surprise? Oh, yeah. So no, there's no surprise. Okay. So 15. Okay. As the arrow strikes Graf, and it doesn't bury into the munitions plate, but you fortunately caught him along the corner as he is lightly wounded, and he turns about. You dare strike at a commander of the Crimson Martyrs? The Red Woman will have you. I'm done talking. Know my name. He turns about, and he kneels for a moment, he says, Red Remnant, give me strength, bring the blood, give me the power that I so desire, as he begins to channel power. Oh, Red Row. Is that a Chaos Manifestation? <laughs> Or a divine whatever? It is a cast manifestation. Ooh. And he raises his blade. Shit himself. Shit himself. And he charges <laughs> forward. <laughs> but remember, cast manifestations are always resolved after yeah. Yeah, everything that, happens. I have that's fine, shit. but I really <laughs> that's what it is. He's just like pinching it the whole time. <laughs> oh Swing and a miss. Wow. I hope so bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he charges forward. For thirteen. Uh -oh. Would that be close enough for an opportunity attack as he goes by me? Uh, probably not. Okay, I'm gonna say no. I thought I'd try. Yeah, you might as well. He charges forward with his sword, and he has a ninety-nine percent chance to strike. Critical fail. Hundred. <laughs> Fifty-one. Yeah, but it, at least it's not a crit. Okay. So charge. I don't think it's gonna matter. Weapon. Mm -hmm. Size. Okay. I said she was willing to go down on this. <sighs> Ooh, that's a six. Six, 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 six eleven. Eleven. Twelve. It's also a gunpowder weapon. Plus eight. Twenty damage. Okay. As his Y-hander crashes into you. Okay. I am... The weapon is punishing, so I will spin a misfortune point to okay. add additional d6. Okay. 26 so far. 27 damage. So me is a fate point. Oh, oh no! Oh no! That was an incident. Oh no! My, uh, my bottom threshold is 22. Oh god! <laughs> so... Graf crashes into her, and you see this, you hear the sword ka-chunk into the wooden wall behind her, and you think that, oh shit, he just skewered her completely. And as she pulls off the blade, the clothing tears, and she's still alive. 
Now, what does that put me at since I'm ignoring one hit? You don't move me? anywhere. You yeah. remain unharmed. He's you've you spent a fate point. Yeah. Just gave death, so you, you stay at the same. So she laughs in his face. Uh, <laughs> as this happens, however, <laughs> the good thing is that you didn't suffer any damage. But something else does happen. Something good, shit himself. Shit himself, shit himself. Good lord. <laughs> That's the best chaos manifestation. Oh god. As this happens, who has metal weapons? I have a gun. Yeah. Anybody who is within three yards of him using a metal weapon must flip the results to fail their attacks. He's Suddenly you see his, his sword go, it sticks to his armor. Oh. As his armor has been magnetized from a chaos manifestation. Ah. Awesome. That also means his attacks will have to flip to fail question. to strike. Okay. How does Is it a rules question? Yes. You need to save it for the end of the, end of the game. Or, actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Clarify real quick. Sorry. What, how does that work with arrows being shot at him? Great question. Same thing. If you are within three yards of him and you fire at him within three yards, okay. you will suffer the same penalties. Okay. So... That was his turn. You have a weapon with reach? No. Okay. The two sentries immediately come forward toward Terwin, drawing, washing their massive Zweihander swords. And they are going to hack and hew at, at uh, young Terwin. I say young, but... How long does his chaos manifestation last? Forever! No, actually, it's... I was um, going to say, uh -huh. Shit. Yeah, it is forever. It's permanently magnetized. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. That's hilarious. Every piece of metal is permanently magnetized. So, um, their chance to strike is 80 because they're charging. 70 first hits. Okay, I'm going to uh, parry with... Uh... You have no action points. You're defenseless. I'm defenseless? Uh, you use turn... reflexes, which means... Ah, so you can use lightning reflexes, yeah. yes. Um, Your turn is not started, so you have no AP, but lightning right. reflexes will allow you to do it. Starts combat. Yes. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to parry. Okay, it is going to be challenging. Challenging will be 50%. And a 26 will succeed. Okay. The sword kind of ricochets off and he holds the shield up. The second blow comes toward him at 80% strike. 93. The second sword bites into the uh, into the um, into the bar. Unfortunately, he is uh, he is uh, you remain unscathed. That brings us to Warren Rhodes. What will you do, Warren? And Warren, you are standing. Here and yeah. here is Graf. Here are the two Crusaders. Warren's gonna draw his bull whip and move up towards Graf. It's a reach weapon, so he'll go within reach and attack. Okay. What's your movement? Nine. Nine. Okay, he can get there. You, you stay one yard away then. Mm -hmm. Okay. You go ahead and roll a hit. That's going to be a standard test. Fifty-eight percent chance to succeed. I'll reroll. 
Taking a misfortune. Take a misfortune, please. Thank you. 26 is a success. Okay. You strike successfully. I'm going to initiate a choke, uh, choke hold. Okay. He must flip to fail. Okay. So, uh, that's versus Hilt. athletics. Athletics. His athletics is 75. Sorry, uh, flip to fail too. So 75. So as opposed to 23 or 32, he still succeeds. So okay. he resists the chokehold. All right. Um, then I will. Um, I guess I will take him down. So you need to engage. Okay, do it. I'll do it. Okay. You step forward for your perilous. For you move. Wait, you don't have enough action points. You move, move forward one. Attack. You made a perilous stunt. Okay. Then you must hustle up to close the distance. Okay. Because you stayed at this. Because you stayed at one yard away. All right. Um. I guess I'll take the last then. Okay. All right. So, uh, we will now move on to Terwin. Terwin, to turn back to the combat camera. Okay. You are currently here, mm-hmm. and you have two on you. Getting past them will be difficult to close the distance on Graf. Uh, Terran is going to um, is going to strike at uh, one near him. One near who? I'm sorry. Uh, at this one. Okay, sure. Yeah, you have warfare. You strike whichever one you want. Yeah. You raise your weapon. Okay. It is going to be a standard test. Standard will be sixty percent, and a ten will succeed. Okay. He will attempt to parry. They both charged me, right? So he's got got a misfortune point. Okay, cool. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, they will attempt to parry. Okay. Which will be a 70% chance for him. A 47 will do it. Okay. He turns away the blow. All right. Uh, after that, I will... Use an opportunity attack with my shield because he parried it. That's right. Okay, sword and shield or so sword and board. Yeah. So as he as he parries it to the parries it to the side, I come around with my uh, arm and try and uh, strike him in the neck. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a routine test. Okay. This will be seventy uh, percent, and uh, sixty-two will succeed. Nice. I think it was routine. Roll damage. <laughs> um. So then. Uh, qualities of a shield. Uh, pummeling and weak. All right. Oh, sorry, just pummeling and slow. All sorry. right, so it is uh, going to be 12 points of uh, damage. Oof! Unfortunately not enough to unseat him as they remain unharmed. Yep. Your shield bashes into the plate, and you realize that clearly, uh, you know, over the long decades that, um, that uh, he has been... Traveling and fighting, he of course has surrounds himself with the most doughty soldiers, if you will. There's a there's a, a woman and a man who is wearing a munitions plate, and they wear the same red cross around their their neck. Uh, remember, uh, so, sorry, my apologies. So yeah, uh, no dice. Anything else you wish to do? Yes. So as I bring my shield around, I'm going to attempt to take my shield and trap his Zweihander uh, and disarm him. Ah, fantastic. Okay. He's got a two-handed weapon against your one-handed weapon, so it's going to be a challenging test of yeah. disarm. Yeah. 
what the because I don't usually disarm. What's the uh, disarm? Is that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> it's been a while. It's coordination. Oh, <laughs> that's why I don't do it. No, yeah, make coordination tests. Yeah, twenty-seven percent. Seventy-four won't do it. Mm. You push and press back and forth, but nothing happens. Okay, and I'll bang my last action point. Eugene, um, no, I'm going to draw my rapier uh, <clears throat> to start for free. Uh, and I'm going to lunge into the combat, hustle up for one, and go, Elise, get back! And uh, I'm going to attempt to slash at him with one of mine. So you're going to close the distance? Yep, close the distance for one, slash for another, and I'm going to aim that shot. Okay. And okay. I understand it's looking fake. Yep. So your chance is routine. Okay. Uh, somewhere. 76 with aim. That's right. Uh, 73 is the worst, mm -hmm. so... So you still struck? Yep. Okay. Your blade draws true roll damage. Uh, that's a six. Nice. Uh, seven plus six, 13. Uh, I think you get, oh, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 13, all right. Yep. So at this point, Commander Craft Frederick is moderately wounded. Whoa. However, your blade does not draw deep enough to potentially provoke an injury. Mm, interesting. Okay. So, anything else, Eugene? Uh, that was all three. Okay. Harper, <sighs> what will you do? Harper is standing here. Harper is, uh, well, uh, I mean, he's a little disappointed that we got in that fight, but he understands, so he's going to pull his pistol out. Yeah, the beginning. Okay, yeah. He's going to use get up to get on top of the bar. <laughs> you hop up on top of the bar at this point. I have coordination trained. That's right. And then four, yeah, and then I'll, using the uh, one yard of movement, so I get on there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so Drew for free, AP for one. Uh, I'll take aim uh, at the one that's right there. Nice. Okay. So uh, you're firing into uh, where an alley is. It's hard. You have mm -hmm. higher ground that makes it challenging and because you're taking aim for one AP that will make it standard. Okay. Standard. Unless you want unless you yeah, unless you want to take aim for two AP. Uh, then it's routine. I wouldn't be able to shoot. So until next round. <laughs> routine. Alright, so that's gonna be a seventy three. The seventy seven critical failure. Oh, oh no. No. no What's that? Oh, Let's go ahead and start rerolling initiative here. Oh, we are doing Sure, why not? We might as well, right? Uh, critical failure? Yep. Okay. Uh, go ahead and... Is that a volatile weapon? It is, but I ignore the quality because I am a gunslinger. Nice! <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Gunslingers are awesome. Okay, so we're starting another round of initiative at this point. And we're calculating. We're calculating values real quick because we use rotating initiative. So it's 19... Okay. Gene. We've got Warren. Who else do we have? I'm sure, write it on both sides if you would. We've got Terwin. Eugene, you son of a bitch. Eugene. Go ahead and roll off real quick, Harper and Eugene. Ten. Whoa. Got me. Okay. And almost the same initiative as last time. Almost. Almost. So. Uh, this round, the Crimson Martyrs go first, yeah. as does Graf. So, 
We are first going to resolve Graf. He takes his weapon and he pulls it away from his chest and he take and he lowers his head for a moment and you see him raise his sword up in the sky into the air, the gray blade. And he says, Blood for the red woman! And as he says this, you can see this strange flash in his eyes as he is channeling power for three steps. And as he brings his weapon down to strike, as he brings his weapon down to strike um, uh, Warren, uh, his chance to strike is 99%. Oh, it's like, how does he... How did you get Warren? Washing. You see that the sword sense. right here. Ping. Yep. So, his sword comes down. 99% chance to strike. And I gotta roll his chaos size, too. Oh, manifestation. 17 is a hit. Okay, I will prepare. I'll dodge. Do- parry. You can't dodge. Can't. It's a melee weapon. Okay, so parry. Right. Your parry will be arduous. Okay. You have a bull whip. Right. right. What? So, <laughs> what do you mean this arduous to dodge? Indiana Jones. What do you mean? Yeah. So, I've seen Indiana Jones. Uh, so that you hit him right in the forearm. It stings. But it's not here. an explorer. He needs to be explored. Click that scene. Simple mail life. Parry. 37. Four. Four. Critical success. Oh! Nice! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you bring the weapon down, and somehow you manage to twist this Voyander <laughs> in hand, and you save yourself, which is good. Yeah. However, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for him, is another cast manifestation. Oh man. Ooh. If you're backlash, suddenly you see that his body kind of racks in pain, spasms out. And you can see that the sword falters in his grip. Like he he almost threatens to drop it. As he would normally suffer a serious injury. But in Graf's case, he doesn't suffer serious injuries. Mm-hmm. 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 Graf shakes it off. I shall bring you blood, Red Woman. I shall call upon your power. I am your vessel, he says. You... You, he says, as he points toward you, and he will, um, he will, uh, at this point, uh, pirouette forward for a maneuver for one AP toward you, Warren. Uh, and at this point, he will, he will basically use the the, the force of his of his of his athletics to try to take you down. Uh, his chance to do so is 65%. 39. Okay. So it is a coordination test for you, and it is going to be standard. 68% chance. Or sorry, challenging, because he's huge. 58% chance to succeed. Warren drops to the ground. As Warren drops to the ground, Graf gets an opportunity attack. He raises the sword in hand and brings it down a vicious arc. 70% chances to strike. Sorry, 80, you're pretty. 
Does it also put the fail sale because the magnet Yep, always. That's a 100! 100. 100. Yes! Yes! As he rolls a critical failure, the sword, the the heralded sword of a Dauntlin, the gray blade, snaps in half at the end because sticks in a nearby wall and he it's like the, all the air was drawn out of his lungs and he drops to his knees. Forgive me, red woman! Is he, is he by chance defenseless right now? <laughs> he, he drops to his knees at this point, prone on the ground. Red woman, I have done wrong. I have sinned, he says. I have sinned. The question is, what are you all going to do? Because he is defenseless. And that will bring us to Elisa. What do you do? <laughs> oh, he did. Weigh your choices carefully. Yeah, uh, no, I'm killing him. Like, that's all. I don't... Nope. Okay. What do you do? <laughs> it's, every time somebody's been defenseless that's tried to kill her, this is what happens. Like, so, uh, yeah. No, she would walk up with her best lord and just stab him straight in the neck. So, you hustle... For one AP, yep. you draw your Basilard for one AP, okay, and you strike for melee attack for one AP. Yes. Okay, uh, your chance is routine. He is prone on his knees, okay. praying to the, the Red Revenant for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's simple melee, 52. You said routine, so yes. 62. Oh, I thought that was 44. 43 will still work. Okay. Roll damage. So I get an extra d6 because he's on the ground prone? Yep, that's right. Okay, so one, four, uh, plus five is nine, which probably does not get through his armor. The Basilard is too short and too stubby to penetrate the, uh, to penetrate the, um... And light doesn't count where any light is... Yeah, well, it would have been hand. ten, which still probably wouldn't have gotten to the yeah, Unfortunately, anyway, so not. It um, she don't care. That's right. Doing it. So at this point, the Crimson Martyrs will take their own slot in the initiative. And they say, Protect the Blood Prince! They yell. Or they get a higher perception for this. Yeah. Okay. Protect the Blood Prince. You hear the uh, the two Crimson Crusaders say, and they will they will break away, okay. uh, provoking an opportunity attack immediately from you. Okay, I will take that. Okay. Uh, the chance is easy. Okay. Easy will be eighty percent. And the 89 won't do it on the first one. So the second one? Uh, one opportunity attack is all you get. Remember. Well, actually, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead. Like, yeah, Go ahead. it's uh, 80 again. And uh, one hundo. One. As you swing your mortuary sword, <laughs> it breaks in twain. Yeah. So here's where we're at. They come toward. No, I'm sorry, you're correct. It is ruined. So they come toward. Uh, they come okay. toward Graf at this point. 
They pick him up. One AP. And at this point, they've got him kind of between their arms, with holding their Zweihanders loosely in one hand. And you can see it kind of magnetizing against his armor. <laughs> and because they're wielding it in one hand, they're kind of in a really bad situation at this point. Right. Um, not not a good situation by any means. Uh, so that is all their action points. But they are going to defend him to the last man. Question is, what will Terwin do? Sorry, what will Warren do? My apologies. Warren's going to stand up for one in that coordination train. Nice. And then what will you do? I will strike out with my bull whip again. That who? Into the engagement. I don't have, I don't have warfare trains. <clears throat> Ranged uh, weapon? Nope. Oh, so if it's, if it's melee, I can. Okay, I'll, I'll go for a graph then, definitely. Sure. It's hard. All right. Let's see. 47. Show 15 is a success. We are currently right here where they've got him held, and you snapped your whip to do. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm doing a chokehold. Chokehold, okay. Uh, we will attempt to resist. His chance to resist uh, with an athletics test is 75. 70. Success. Jeez. So that is your melee attack. Okay. Um, I guess I'll take him down again. Okay. So you need to step up to engage. That's one action point. Mm -hmm. And as you... Actually, wait. I got up. I, I attacked. I only have one action point left. That's so right. I'll bank the last one. Okay, so you'll remain at a distance still. So. Yep. That's probably wise. Okay, Terwin, your weapon is ruined. What will you do? Yeah. Weapon is ruined, but uh, I looked up the qualities of ruined. It's still usable, it just gives up minus three damage. He's not thinking about it. He may not have even noticed it, mm -hmm. but he's going to continue to fight with it. Um, step up. I know it's not the smartest thing to do, but I'm going to do it. Um, and you probably have enough room to charge forward if you want. <laughs> you know it's better than to charge people with uh, Zweihanders. Um, one-handed Zweihander, though. Flip to fail Zweihanders. Flip to fail one-handed Zweihanders. Oh, yeah, they're carrying him. Flip to fail yeah. one-handed Zweihanders while carrying another dude. Broski. He's going to look at uh, Graf real quick, and he, said, and he, he, he says, Do you see the area of your ways yet? This is not over, he says. Okay, I charge him. Flee, yeah. flee, he calls to the soldiers. Yeah, I charge at him. Okay. What a As you charge. <laughs> there we go. They've got one hit as Vyaners as an arduous test. <laughs> and it's flipped to fail. So their chance is, is 40% flipped. So uh, 86 or 68 won't hit. That's the first, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. It's an opportunity attack, so it's actually higher. So it's actually 60%. So, sorry, 50%. So the next one, 50%. 77 crit failure. So, <laughs> they unfortunately are not able to stop you. Graf, however, has reach on his arms. So as you come forward, he will attempt to, well, bring his mailed glove into your face. This is flipped to fail for him. 
Uh, it is a it is a seventy percent. Sorry, sixty percent is you charged. Sixty sixty percent, and it's a flat. Please, if he crits, okay. fails, make him punch himself. Uh, forty five or fifty four, he's still hit. Okay. Um, and you feel the full bite of the male in your face, um, as you suffer, because he is large. Oof. Uh, six plus eight, so fourteen damage. Okay, I am uh, lightly wounded. Okay, crack! And as he hits him in the face, the weapon—sorry, uh, the weapon's not punching. My apologies, it's not punching. You're fine, but your nose hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lightly wounded, you said. Yeah. Okay. Now, what are you gonna do? Uh, I will uh, swing my sword towards him. Okay, it will be hard. It'll be hard? Yes, because okay. he is they are putting themselves in, in, in harm's way to make sure he is safe. Ah, okay, I see. Yes. Alright, it'll be hard. It will be a 40% chance. 30, 30. And a 21 will succeed. Okay. Yeah. You do so. Okay. Um, so then I will do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use a fortune point to turn that one into a six. Nice. Oh, 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 oh. Nice. So ten. Plus another four is fourteen. Plus six because reducing by three. That's twenty damage to him. Nice. How much? Twenty. Okay. And with that, he is slain wow. to the man. Yes! Terwin drops the weapon on top of Graf. Graf falls to the ground, slain at this point. And the other two crusaders look astonishingly toward him and then toward you. And now it's Harper's turn. Harper is going to Continue moving down towards the door. Blood fall As he plans to close the doors. You're to run toward there? Yeah. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, ten is my movement. Okay. And then two AP to interact. Yep. Chuklunk, you close the door. So, Eugene, what will you do? Um... These guys don't look out by any means, uh, and I don't trust Terwin to not get himself killed. Do I have enough distance to charge one of them? You sure do. Can I charge one? Yeah, I'm charge one. Okay. Because they're still one-handing this one. That's right. And you charge four, and they take opportunity attacks. They have, uh, at this point, they have uh, no penalties for magnetism. They are one-handing it, so I'll make it a... Oh, so magnetism is just great, though. <laughs> Okay. Well, I didn't know yeah, he's his dead. armor still exists. He's his dead. armor's still magnetized. So, I'm fine. You want it to be back? Everybody be magnetized? So I don't care. We can do that. No, you want no I'm fine dice? with it not. I was uh, just curious. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Your so. first charge yeah. is a 60% strike. 84 misses, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that misfortune point. The first one attempts to hit you, the misses. 70%. 93 is a miss as well. You close the distance at this point. Yes. And I think that they are outnumbered. Ooh. However, oh. they are an impenetrable wall of armor and force, which means they can't be flanked or outnumbered. So, what will you do? Uh, well, I charge. That's 
one, right? Yep. So charge one, test. aim. No, 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 it charges two. It charges two. Snap. Okay. Uh, so it's routine test. Routine test. Uh, 43 success. Nice. So 2d6. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll a six. Uh, nope. Three and a five. So it's going to be eight plus six is 14. Nice. One of them is lightly wounded. If we look down at the combat camera, we can see that they are now fighting right here. And as I run him through, I will shout in his face. There is no running through. That was a scratch. But what will you shout? I'll feel really confident as I scratch him through. Uh, <laughs> and I will <laughs> shout in his face. Shout the devil! Graf has fallen. Surely you must surrender or die here. You scream this out, but the martyrs... There is no end at this point for them, save until you are slain for the great injustice you have brought. What'd you get this time, Harper? Oh, uh, it's already up there. Oh, that's right. Oh, I got an eight. I didn't get a Harper. Uh, it's it's, right it's on the... So I need someone to hand it to me so it's not in front of the camera, please. Oh, sorry. So if you to hand it around the table, do that. So, Elisa, what will you do? Well, um... Since there's nobody near her, she's not going to willingly run in at this point since Graf's not a threat. Yeah. She will, uh, I assume she would, well, I said she dropped her bow, so can she pick that up and does it cost an AP to do so? Uh, well, you move forward, I believe. So your bow is where you left it. Okay. So you need to move back for one AP and spend one AP to pick it up. Or I could step forward and attack with the bow. Sure can. Sure you want to do that? That will invoke an attack of opportunity. No. Wait. No. If you charge for it, well. She's hustle. going to. Yeah, she's a hustle. Dun, 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 okay, she hustled over there. <laughs> no. So she hustled to the wounded one. You have warfare train? Warfare I, I don't. I was just going to the one that was closest. Okay, go ahead and roll the strike. This is going to be standard. We'll see which one you hit. Okay. Uh, Alright, so simple melee 52. I had a 22. I know you did. Ugh. I know you did. 28. Still hits. We need to get a dice tower for us. Alright. I'm going to bring my dice tower. I have one. From the Roll damage. Roll that beautiful game footage. Alright. So I only get one d6, so I probably won't right. do anything to them, which is nine and does not cut okay. through their armor. Weapon. Comes off. Ricochets off their armor. Okay, so that's one move, one attack. Uh, and she will call out to them. The one you have followed has obviously fallen, and your god is not with you. An attempt for a litany of hatred. Okay. Uh, your test. What's your current damage condition track? I am unharmed. It'll be routine. Because I used a fate point. Otherwise, I'd be dead. Alright. Routine? Yes. Okay, so that's intimidate. 52. And a 29 will succeed. Your false gods have no power here! As they are not affected by intimidation. Eh, it's intimidate. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, that's all my AP. Terwin, what will you do? Terwin is going to uh, call out to everyone and say, The night's not over! Surround them! One, take them off their feet. Their, their, their armor's too thick to choke them out. What's yeah. your current damage condition? 
My current damage condition is lightly wounded. Okay, it's going to be a standard test. Standard leadership test will be 58. And uh, 31 will succeed. As a reaction for zero IP, there are no gods here but the Crimson God. The Red Woman will have you all as your, as your screams fall upon deaf ears. Okay. Um, then I will... Uh, the one that called that out, which one was that? Uh, the one that's wounded. All it's right. currently bleeding. I'm going to uh, strike out at him. Okay. Kill it. Kill it. Um, Alright. Let's just look at him and say, choke on your own blood, red woman. Like, hey. calling him yeah. or her. Sure. You know, like, it's a standard not, test. Not actually cursing at the god. Um, so that 49 will succeed. Okay. Roll damage. Um, okay, roll damage. There's a six. Wow, there's look at that. There's another there's six. Whoa! <laughs> there's a three. So oh, that's no. a, um, 15. 15 plus six is 21. Nice. As uh, I will also take advantage of. Uh, uh, shield slam, and as as Vito Momento, yeah, moderately wounded, seriously wounded, suffers no injuries, mm -hmm. and then you're what you're going to do with your weapon? Uh, yeah, they're self swords, so I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> they're self swords like him. <laughs> they're gonna. I'm gonna uh, shield slam them and uh, push them apart. I don't want them to be working together. You got a punishing quality on that? No, it's powerful. That's okay. A, that's a talent. Yeah. Okay, are you accounting for your subtraction and your damage because of your ruined weapon? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Oof! <laughs> you shove one backwards as he is seriously wounded. Yeah. Okay. Smart. My combat is normally nine, so I have Anything else you wish to do? Uh, bank an okay. action point. Eugene Thornberry. What will you do? Question. Yes. You said they were an impenetrable wall of steel, so they could not be outnumbered. Can a band numbered flanked, surrounded? Does that change when they're separated no, at, all? Not at all? Okay, I wasn't sure if that's what that would, what you were going. For. They seem to be individually implacable. Okay. Together, they are strong. Apart, they are Still strong. defensible. Uh, I'm gonna go for the one that's uh, weak at this point. The one I've been picking on. So uh, you no, are going. Warfare. So to clarify. You're going to engage with the foe who just just pushed out of the engagement. Oh, it's true. Uh, By hustling. Then I'm just going to okay. turn to the one that's closest because I don't want warfare. You uh, whip around to the one in munitions plate, the woman uh -huh, who's unharmed. Bet you wish you'd given him that drink now. And I'm going to aim and stab at her. Okay. It's going to be a routine test. Looking out for you. I know, right? It's a throw right uh, there. 39 success. Okay. Roll damage. Uh... Eleven. Okay. <laughs> the weapon sparks as it scrapes off their armor. You are not faithful enough. We will teach you a cruel lesson. Tell that to the broken blade. And I bank my last AP. Okay. <laughs> so, from here, the one that is uh, seriously wounded will uh, charge across the room through the engagement provoking one opportunity <laughs> attack so choose 
Uh, who shall it be? God's not me. I mean, uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Terwin, swing. It's gonna be routine. Okay, routine will be seventy percent. We can't do damage. Yeah, you sure you can. Um, eighty-two won't do it. Uh, I think I'm gonna let it slide. It's free attack. I mean, you, you could kill him. You want me to? It's a free attack. He's coming after you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. It's the last one in it. No, there's one more. Oh, okay. okay. With one fortune point and two right. misfortune points. I was getting it because it was coming after him, so. Um, with 93. That's not going to do it. Ugh. Oh, we tried. Slash, slash, two failed strikes. This one charges toward Terwin. Sorry, uh, toward Warren. Warren. 80%. 43 is a hit. Because you're a pro. I will parry. You have no action points, my friend. Your turn is not yet started. I think. Did you bank one? From okay, year, yeah. you could try. It's a uh, what do you what are you pairing with? A bull whip. It is an arduous <laughs> test. <laughs> it is an arduous <laughs> test. Ha <laughs> 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 okay. Alright, so uh, hey, forty-seven. Whipping okay. good. And, um, please tell me you got it. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh no. Question: Are we still in the same engagement? Absolutely. But then I will elect to parry for him. Using my professional trade of uh, man arms. Sure, uh, it's a challenging test. Okay, challenging test will be a sixty percent. Or sorry, is it the same difficulty as him? It's arduous. Okay, it will be a thirty. Wait, no, forty percent. It could happen. Seventy-four won't do it. It didn't happen. Shucks. Okay, you try. One for charge. One for weapon. One misfortune point for punishing. Oh. Explosion. Twelve. How many points you spending on that? Four. Oh, you got. Oh, you're fine. You got five. Another explosion. Eighteen. You should have spent it now. Yeah, you just go ahead and just mark that off. Thanks. No, no, no. Keep going. Uh, that is thirty damage. Okay. Well, fate point. Seriously wounded. As he is seriously wounded, first, you suffer an injury no matter what. Second, you immediately begin to bleed because they are soldiers of fortune. So roll percentile dice. Nice. Thirty-five. Oof. All right. I haven't pulled out the injury tables in a while. Thirty-five, you said. Mm -hmm. For those who want to know, it's in the end of the combat chapter now. He didn't even give me grievously. <laughs> he didn't even. <laughs> so you're serious, is that right? Yeah. Okay. My dad uh, you suffer trouble. head trauma as the weapon comes tearing down and toward your throat. Uh, because you have head trauma, you cannot use special actions in combat, and you gain sex corruption from a serious injury. Huh, I wonder if you're going to get chaos ranks. Maybe. We'll see. I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna take all of my now, The other one is not yet finished because he is going to swing first taking aim and then bring the weapon down. So you are bleeding. So remember, every time a turn ticks by, it's 10 seconds starting right now. Mm -hmm. So what is your brawn bonus? Nine. Okay. You will bleed out in nine minutes. Okay. Keep that in mind. So, is it a strike? 80%. 
Uh, I didn't count which one is which, but either way, it's going to hit 61 or 16. I will use my lightning reaction to parry for him. Okay. Your test is... Well, are you going to parry? I don't have any AP. Okay. Your test is challenging. Okay, challenging. That will make it 60%. And 85 won't do it. Okay. You tried. And it will do. It will do 13 damage. Nine minutes, right? Okay. Grievously wounded. You suffer an injury and nine corruption and continue to bleed. Roll percentiles. Okay. There will be blood. What was my injury last time? It was head trauma. Special action. 19. And technically, you suffer two injuries and not one. So your first grievous injury, 19. Mm-hmm. Cerebral contusion. I think he's hitting you in the head. Until fully recuperated, you remain unconscious. You must undergo successful surgery or suffer the consequences. We won't go into everything that you suffer beyond that, but he immediately falls unconscious. Roll percentiles again. 51. <sighs> Until fully recuperated, you cannot use your primary hand as you're in pain. You have a mutilated hand. The question is, do you want to spend a fate point to escape one or two of these injuries or simply suffer the consequences? Suffer the consequences. Okay. Alright. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're like, nah. Good. So, Warren drops to the ground. Unconscious. But they still have one action point left. Lying on the ground. Helpless. The Crimson Martyr, the Crusader, will pick, will take his sword and drop it to Warren's throat. Hmm. Danny? Isn't that an attack action? Or is a coup de grace special action? So, that's a great question. It's not a special action. It's it is not. Action. Pull your blades. Leave this place. Or we will treat you. Will kill every one of you to the last person. Your choice. Warren, your turns are done. Harper, what will you do? Uh, so I've closed the door, right? Yep. Is there a latch? Sure. Click. <laughs> okay, the latch is drawn. And then I will. Um... Go ahead and. But you did our your other turn right there. Well, I, thought I closed the door. I didn't yeah, know close, if I locked close, it. Close it, sure. Okay. Why not? I didn't know if it was yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I thought it was kind of like. Woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, in that case, yeah, Harper will. Um, let's see here. To the start of his turn, mm-hmm. I got a combat bonus of two right now. So you, you I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull out my um, lasso. Mm hmm. And then, like, arm it for two AP. Yes. And I'm going to get, um, let's see, 10. And about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think I can get about here for right there. Yes. Um, 
I'll be throwing it into a combat, so we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll, that's all my AP. Yes. Two to, two to load, and then uh, basically just sitting there just swinging it. Okay. I got you now. Look out. Okay. Uh, that's everybody's initiative. So. <coughs> not gonna like this. My initiative? I never yeah. like it. As you close the distance, the Crimson Martyr buries the blade into Warren's throat. Warren, you must have been the fate point to escape <laughs> death. We all rolled beautifully this time. Oh, yeah. The one who was seriously wounded. He drops the blade to Warren. You, Warren looks like he's done, dead, gone. So, the question is, what is going through Eugene's mind at this point? Panic. <laughs> he signed up to be a librarian. <laughs> and then got ordered by a guy he trusted to come help a bunch of people with what he thought was going to be majority logistics paperwork because mm -hmm. he's a bookkeeper. Uh -huh. uh, and he's in a barroom brawl for his life against people he's never met with friends he's known for days. Weeks, but yeah, fair enough. And fair point. <laughs> I can count them on my hands and toes how, many, how long <laughs> yeah. I've known these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're expecting, and I'm, I'm watching one of them die. Um, and my leg hurts, and I, I'm panicking. So it's it's straight up panic. So it really comes down to fight or flight. And uh, is it my turn right now? It is not. Okay, well. My turn is not over. The question is, Elisa, what's going on in Elisa's mind at this point? Vengeance. That's it. Okay. Big. She's that ideal, idealistic person that uh, has seen them destroy or attempt to destroy an entire race of people that she's come to somewhat respect. Harper? Um, I mean, he's not really into the fight, but he knows that he's been roped into it and there's really no way out of it. Uh -huh. And he's kind of, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, I mean, and he feels like he's kind of failed enough that he doesn't really necessarily care. He almost has a nihilistic kind of attitude at this point. So he's like, either they're going to die or we're going to die. And they just proved that they're not going to die. So, I mean, or, you know, they're not going to let us leave anyway. So, yeah, we just might as well kill them all. That's right. How about Terwin? No words. Just sheer rage, mayhem. Okay. Yeah. Blood boiling through his eyes. He thinks his friend's dead. This is happening. Graf begins to stand up off the ground, grievously wounded. You cannot kill me. Blood and rage drives me. The Crimson Martyr has not abandoned me. There is no death here but yours. 
as he is prone on the ground. But still alive. He is risen! The Crimson Martyr calls out. He turns toward you and levels his sword. And Ishi says something in a tongue you cannot understand. The other one doubles up on his, Chuck kind of doubles up on this Y-hander. Waits for a moment, takes aim for 2AP and swings, or actually he does a, he's not going to take aim, he's going to call shot toward Terrawin. His chance is 70% strike. Uh, I'm so sorry, I keep not, I keep rolling the opposite dice. <laughs> Want me to re-roll that or keep it? Yeah. What is it? It's a 20 or a 0-2. Either one. Works. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's no reason. They... That's true. So, uh, here's your dice back, by the way. I had to borrow some. Yeah. Terwin suffers. Thirteen damage. Okay, I am still lightly wounded. So you don't go any further down. That's good. Uh, so his weapon drives home, hitting Terwin as she is still unharmed. Um, but uh, that's where we're at. Terwin, what are you gonna do? I'm going to. Uh, uh, um, going to strike out at the uh, the one that has his sword over uh, uh, Warren, the okay. one that's uh, you know, seriously wounded, and yeah. I'm like right. furiously angry at. At this him. point, everyone believes Warren is dead. Yeah. Right, as do they. So when you spend a fate point, it's assumed both the non-player characters and the player characters believe them dead, so we can actually just remove Warren because he's expired, so to speak. Take your, on the ground. Take your bloody head <laughs> off. They did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is he still bleeding? Yeah, so I will uh, strike out towards him. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Nine minutes. What's that? Difficulty. Uh, your difficulty. Difficult, I'm sorry. Uh, your difficulty rating is standard. Okay. Standard will be 60%. And an 04 will succeed. Nice. He has a very valid question. Is he still bleeding? Well, let's resolve that after he finishes his turn. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, rolled a uh, 3. Um, so 3 plus 6 is 9. Okay. The, ar- the sword sparks off the armor. To answer the question, when you spend a fate point, you somehow miraculously escape death. Okay. So the answer is no, he's not bleeding still. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a great question, though. It's a great question. I'm going to use the uh, powerful quality from my talent to uh, push that one further towards the fire. Um, I'm pretty sure the intent there is when you do damage, then you push them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. So you lean into the weapon a little bit, um, and it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't really do anything. Um, so that brings us to Elisa. What do you do, Elisa? You're standing a yard away from Graf, lying on the ground, grievously wounded, and you see him somehow come up off his, come up on his hands and knees and wipe the blood from his mouth. Is he defenseless right now? No, he's prone though. She'll step up. She's going to uh, to use a dirty tactic and kick the dirt that's on the floor <laughs> into his eyes. Nice. That's great. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your guile test. This test will be routine. Routine. Okay, so 
Dirty trick! Two, um, an on three will hit. Nice. So let's see if he can you know, resist dirty tricks. So awareness. go ahead and go. It's at, uh, awareness. That's right, his awareness. awareness. So his awareness is 70. Is that affected by his... I keep fucking doing that. I keep rolling the wrong ones. So uh, I'm going to assume the worst because I'm not rolling the right dice. So he, okay. does, he does not resist dirty tricks. So he is blinded? He is blinded for this moment, yes. So which means... dodge or parry. <clears throat> that is right. Okay, and then uh, she's going to attempt to stab him. That would be an interesting way to do what succeeds and fails, though. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. All right. So. Um, Your test is rear. What are you attacking with? Uh, Beth Lord. Okay, so it is a. Uh, that's one action point yeah. hustle, one action point for dirty tricks, and one action point for melee attack. Yeah, so 52. And it is routine. 62. That wouldn't matter. Uh, um, yeah, 62. 60 hits. Okay. Roll damage. It's on the ground. Plus 1d6. 4. 6. God damn it. 11. Okay. <laughs> you draw. You, you, she stabs the dagger down. You see just scrape off the side of munitions plate. Hand us to Lisa, please. Do we have any AP left? Do we have an AP? Yes, we do. I'm going to convert to a 6. Are we now? Okay. I didn't think about that. Can you give me that misfortune point, please? <laughs> I was like, please. No fortune, a two, so four, six, misfortune. Ten. So. Remember, we'd roll that six. Too. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so I'm at 15 damage right now, then. Yep. 17. Okay. Screw it. Ha! You bring the blade down. <laughs> he is slain? Question mark. But as his turn begins. He is grievously wounded. I told you. The red revenant fills me with strength. He is uh, just the beginning of his turn. So, here's what he does. He's put on the ground, and he will reach toward, reach toward, Elisa. For a uh, takedown. His test is 70. It's a 76. But I think Keely used this misfortune point. Okay. To reroll. 20. He pulls down at your legs. So coordination to resist? Uh, he's a soldier of fortune, so you must flip the results to fail to resist. Okay, what's my difficulty? Uh, your difficulty is challenging. Challenging. He's big. Very powerful. 35 and flips have failed. Mm, big. <laughs> yeah, failed. Okay. Takes her off her feet. For one IP. He has one record coordination. He stands up. For one IP. Grievously wounded. Limping on the ground. And he brings his great metal boot up. And slams down for his melee attack. Which is his armor magnetized, and does he have to flip? Well, the I think we actually just we actually just made a joint decision that it's no longer magnetized. No, that's fine. So I was just making the answer is no. He's kicking himself. The um, but he's going to drop the boot. It's a eighty uh, percent chance. It's a twenty-nine. Okay. One for prone. Two for size. Big. 
Explosion. Thirteen. Yeah, just gonna... 18, 18 plus eight is twenty-six damage. So that's another fate point. Oh! He brings the boot down. Crack! And you hear. How many fate points you have left? One. Uh oh. I had three at the beginning of this. And he's still alive. And that now brings us to Harper Clavager. What do you want to do? Harper, he's uh, he's swinging his uh, lasso. He's going to be taking his time as he takes aim for two AP. Over here, yes. And he's going to uh, go ahead and attempt a takedown on the one who is uh, the most injured over there, the group, uh, the this guy here. What's your di- what's your distance on your uh, on your um, lasso? Like it's one plus brown bonus is throwing, right? It is six, twelve, and eighteen. Nice. So uh, six. Yeah. So it, normally you're gonna take aim for one AP. Two. Okay, so normally it would be hard. At this point, it's going to be standard. Yeah, I'm basically waiting for him to like step, and then I'm gonna slide the lasso underneath his foot. Love that it. That way, it like gets his pull. ankle and then pull. Love it. That's great. All right. So hard. I'm oh, sorry. It, re- it is standard. standard. It is standard. All right. Fifty-three. That's a thirty-one success. Nice. Okay, let's see if he can resist. Uh, his chance is sixty. Sorry, fifty because it's. It is. So he flips the fail. Yeah. So sixty. Roll it. Well, I keep doing that. I'm so sorry. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull these out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he failed. Right. So, whoop! The one that is seriously wounded drops to the ground immediately. <laughs> pull off their feet. Smart yep. move. By the way, anything yeah. else you wish to do? That's all three of my AP. Eugene. Uh, that one turn. that fell on the ground. He's next to me, isn't he? Yes, he, he is. is. Uh, I'm going to aim and stab at him. Same value. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it is that fell on the ground. Yep. That is going to be an easy test. What? Oh, God. Uh, I just rolled something crazy. Uh, Eighteen. Oh. What's your roll? Eighty-two. Oh no. My success is an eighty-one. Oh no. Unfortunately. So I miss. No dice. Eugene misses. Uh, and then I'm gonna you can't attempt to attack again. Nope. Can we have that rule? Or yep, you can attack again for a more difficult challenge. Oh, yeah, that's jump. right. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. Okay, your initial test was easy. Yep, so now it's routine. So 71 now. Yeah. Uh, 54 will do it. Nice. He's on the ground. Roll, or sorry. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be 13 points of damage. Nice. Lightly and moderately. Seriously. Grievously now, roll damage. Or sorry, uh, you just rolled. You already rolled damage. <laughs> yeah, so injury, roll three d six. Six. Nope. Uh, nope. Okay. Not no injuries for uh, the crimson martyr crusader, who is on the very edge. So here is the initiative order. Graph. I'm dead. Crimson. One, two. Crusaders. Tier one. Oh God! Um, Harper and Eugene, please roll off. Elisa. Three. <laughs> so who won it? He I did. did. Okay. Oh God. So uh, unfortunately, 
Graf is first, which now means he is. So he thinks I'm dead. My fate. That's right. Okay. He is now seriously wounded, as he is slowly restoring up the damage condition track by some twist of fate, and he looks around for the remnants of the gray blade. Uh, but it is obviously I ruled it was destroyed, so it's destroyed. Sure. It's not there. Sure. So instead, he's going to reach down to Elisa and just for his turn, yank a weapon out of her. Blow up his jab on you. Basilard and a hunting bow? No other melee weapons? Nope. Okay. It's one with the dagger. It's a toothpick. Does Basilard have punishing? It does not. Fast, finesse, light, weak. That's unfortunate. But you know what? I'm an agility character. He reaches his great mailed hand out toward Eugene. Slap him. To disarm <laughs> To disarm you barehanded. I slap him. Oh boy. Uh huh. Literally bare. This test. Right dice, right? I do now, yes. Okay. <laughs> His test, uh, we're going to bring it over here down to the combat camera once more. He is going to try to disarm you right here. He's going to roll. Chance will be 50%. 50-50. What can go wrong? 60%. Unfortunately, his disarm attempt is not successful. So, his disarm fails. As you kind of yank the weapon away... At this point, he's going to Texans try to snatch out. To me. <laughs> he's trying to snatch out and oh boy. bash you in the face with his mailed glove. Uh, he will. He will um, spend one AP doing that with his uh, mailed glove, which is seventy percent strength. It's a zero five. It's a hit. Uh, no attempt to parry. Aha! Can you parry? Okay. Yeah, I, All was, right. I was waiting. I was looking at him. And he's like, yes. He had that look of I'm, a, so, I'm accepting um, the fate. The answer is yes, you can. Uh, your chances, however, uh, are going to be... Um, probably challenging. Um, because we don't have a grid, this is where this sure. stuff gets a little funky, so yeah. we're just going yeah, okay. to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see if you can go, ah, yeah. so it's going to be challenging. Right. What is the theater of the mind? Yeah, challenging is uh, 60%. An 86 won't do it. Okay. You just cannot you parry. You can't parry. You can't parry. Oof. Uh, so that's uh, seven plus eight. There. There's, there's none. Oh, thank God. 15 damage. Uh. Oof. I'm seriously wounded. Okay, so 2d6, saving energy. Uh, you suffer an injury. Bash! Fortunately, uh, he can't do Grievous with his bare fists. Uh, or can he? Just kidding. Um, so, roll percentiles. Gain six corruption immediately. 97. Oh, oh God. Re roll. It's a Grievous injury. Oh, shit. Well, we thought he couldn't deal with Grievous injury. That's nine corruptions of six. By was, the way. was it a weak weapon? It was, but it is on the percentile for rolling Grievous injury. Uh, roll no, no. I thought it was pummeling, then it would be serious. 23. Oh my gosh. How much corruption do you got? Cerebral contusion. Another one? The blow drops Eugene to the ground. You remain unconscious. I. Bam! Ooh! Okay, so don't take a corruption. You see Eugene stagger back and you see his blood kind of spurt from all sides of his nose. You think like he just caved his face in with this huge mailed glove. And Eugene remains standing. 
<laughs> what is your current damage? Oh, uh, seriously wounded. Ugh. Is that without? Okay. Well, I can't ignore the injury. I didn't ignore the hit. So remember, weak weapons can only do serious. Right. But the table is the exception. Yep. No, yep. I, I thought since yep. you punched him, it was pummel. Yeah, it is pummel. So then it would have been a moderate injury that turns. You are at, You are absolutely sorry. right. I'm sorry. I should. He took the fade point anyway. No, you're absolutely right. So actually, let's do this correctly. You're absolutely right. So but you, you suffered a moderate injury instead. Well, Twenty-three on the 23 is a busted kneecap. Until you recuperate it. <laughs> you're four anytime away. you fail a skill test that relies on brawn or agility, you suffer peril. I'll take it. You're gonna take that. You wanna take it? So it's six corruption. Six corruption. It busted kneecap. Keep that fade point, man. You don't need that leg. What, what are you I already got one bad leg. Let's get a second. I think it's the same. Busted leg. kneecap. I like to think it's the Question. same. Question. Uh, so let me read this off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anytime you fail a skill test that relies on brawn or agility, you gain, you suffer 2d10 plus 2 physical peril. Yeah. Or agility, it's 2d10 physical peril. 2d10 physical. Yes. That 10's not here. Question. Yes. I'm already tinked. How's that work? You're already what? I'm already tinked up. Tinctured. tinctured up for days. Uh, that tincture ignores the injury you're currently suffering from. This is a whole new Double one. it up. Yep. Well, <laughs> that'd be great if it was your turn. Yeah, uh, that's my plan. But it's not. Tinked <laughs> <Think> up. <laughs> so, <laughs> he missed with his disarm. He hit with his melee attack. But she has one AP left. And I think probably at this point, it's going to be smart for him to... I'll make an action point. The Crimson Martyrs! It's now their turn. You spent a fate point, right? I did. Okay. You're not unconscious, though, right? Uh, are you still in the fight, or are you If not? I ignored everything, then I'm yeah, good. That's right. You're still good. Okay, so. I'm unharmed. Uh, the first off, the um, the Crimson Martyr Crusader, who is grievously wounded, stands up for one AP. And filled with righteous fury. Commander, we must flee, he screams. We must go. And um, he's going to run. He's going to do this bit. <laughs> so uh, Eugene will get an opportunity attack. Do it. The way he's going to move. So your test is, is going to be routine. Mm. Success, 45. OK, roll damage. Nope, moving on. <laughs> What's total? Seven. Okay. Weapon skitters off the back of his armor and he spins around as he charges toward the door for uh, movement is 11. So, yeah, he gets there instantly. He went through us? Moved around you. Got skirted. So, he skirts around the edge and that's where the opportunity attack came from. Remember, when somebody leaves an, an engagement, not everyone gets an opportunity no, attack. No, I get that. And contextually, it makes sense for him to do it because yeah. they're the closest sure. and in yeah. the middle of fight. One per victim. That's right. <laughs> that's correct. So he comes to the door, and he's got one action point left, so he can't throw the bolt and open it. But he can with a misfortune point. No fortune, no misfortune. The door is wide open, and now... Is Elisa's turn. Elisa, what will you do? They are attempting to flee. Mm. 
Dodge Wand you. I think I'm gonna hold my action to see what happens. Okay. Lisa will hold. But you're right here for a minute. Terran, what do you want to do? Uh, Terran. You must remember, you should use your action. Yeah. Uh, by the time after you gain the What will you do, Terran? Okay. Terran will um, step. He's going to remain engaged with that person, but he's going to step closer to ground. Sure. So that's going to be a hustle. Yep. You close the distance in. And then he's going to strike out towards. Uh, grab with his uh, sword. Okay, you may do so. Uh, Roll sorry, strike. Sorry, not grab. He's going to get closer to grab, but he's going to strike out at this one. Ah, so okay. My bad. Makes sense. Um, so then, uh, that, what's the difficulty on that? Uh, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a standard test. Standard test will be sixty yeah. percent, and a forty nine will succeed. Okay. And you hit. Five plus um, six is eleven. Oh, unfortunately, not enough to penetrate the munitions plate as uh, he remains. Uh, she remains unharmed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oof! So oof! Right. That one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I will bank my last action point. Okay. Last action point here. Okay. So, that brings us to Harper. What do you want to do? Harper, uh, I like to imagine that the guy that just ran by like still has the lasso on his ankle. He just ran away. <laughs> uh, so what he'll do then is he will draw his pistol. Uh, he will hustle back to behind the guy uh -huh. and say, don't you wish you had that drink now? <laughs> Aim it. Shoot. Love it. So it's kind of like, it's Mandalorian, it says, <laughs> yeah, so I'll aim and love shoot. it. Okay, uh, it's going to be a routine test. Okay, so it'll be 73. Nice. That's a 34 success. Whoa! Roll damage. Pop, pop. Alright, I got my gangsta grip. As my. Here. Nine on the dice. Normally seven. Plus the three for aiming, 10, but minus five, five. So, 14. Whoa! Boom! You see the bullet punch right through the armor and pfft, they fall to the ground. Slain. She is slain. <laughs> You've slain the Crusader. One remains unharmed. Graf remains uh, seriously at this point. Okay, Harper, anything else you wish to do? That's it. That's oh, okay. So that brings us to. Uh, can I jump in? You absolutely may, Lisa. What will you do? Can I attempt to take down from the ground? Uh, you can certainly try. I would like to attempt that. Should kick his knee. That's yep. Yeah. Yep. Your task's gonna be hard. Slam him with the handle of the basilard in the back of the knee and try to take him down. Yep. It'll be hard, but you try it. Okay. Coordination. No fortune, no misfortune at this point. 25%. We're right here on the battle board. 36 will not do it. Um, you said hard, right? Yeah. You kick out, and he's just too tall, too thick, standing too strong. But he does waver a bit. Clearly, he's not paying attention to his feet. What's right again? I thought. 
it's a perilous yeah. stunt. You can try again. You can try to attack oh, or that's right. yeah, fire hot rolls. So but it's like more, more difficult to read him down. So it'd be 15% to even attack. Do you want to try? Funny. I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. It's a numbers question. Uh, yeah, and the numbers say no. Okay. Can so I attack you have from left. the ground? Absolutely, you can. You I'm try. Gonna, I'm gonna stand his ankles. Okay. He said he's not really paying attention to his feet. Test so challenging. Let's, let's hope for that. Right? Test is challenging. Okay, so that's 42. <laughs> A 99 will not do it. Oh no! You stab your weapon toward the armor, and there's no connection. But he doubles back with a big, because you try to take him off his feet, he takes, him, he takes his boot and he kicks backwards as you see his spurs spinning toward your face for an opportunity attack, which is going to be a an 80% chance to strike. I rolled a 64, that's a hit. Two for size. I can't use the dodge because it's the next opportunity attack. That is correct. So two for size. Sorry, two and one on prone. Oh, God. Uh, six, 10, 11. 14, 22 damage. So there goes my last fate point. <laughs> She's still on the ground. Oh. Elisa. And now he thinks I'm dead again, right? <laughs> Elisa somehow, Just some way, we're not a threat. Oh wait, no, he keeps on kicking. That's right. <laughs> Does his opportunity attack, and um, I think the turn's over. Well, I still have one AP, but uh, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna bank that. Yeah, I'm gonna bank that. <laughs> you sure you wanna bank that? I got like nothing left to do. Okay. Eugene, it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna aim for two, believing he's just killed Elisa, and Again? I'm just gonna stab. Leave her alone, you bully! I'm gonna stab at him. Aim for two you and stab. Bully. What's my difficulty? Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a uh, standard test. You're going to aim for two, though? Yeah. I believe in you. I believe in me, too. Uh, six. Success. Nice! Roll damage! Uh, ten points of damage. Oh, unfortunately, uh, the weapon is... Nothing. The weapon just kind of bows as it strikes the munitions plate. It's not quite enough to penetrate the armor. I have everybody's initiative except for Eugene, right, so we're going to move back to <coughs> this. So we're going to have oh, no, Eugene, oh. Harper Clavier... Uh, we have Graf. We have the Crimson uh, Martyrs. I almost said Crimson Martyrs. Martyrs. They have good initiative. Uh, so remember, try to pass around the table if you would. Um, it's okay. So we start with the Crimson, the Crimson Martyr Crusader who still stands. Um, and what he's going to do is uh, he's going to spend... Uh, Actually, he won't do anything. He's going to uh, he's going to move around, evoking an opportunity attack. He's still technically engaging, but I'm not allowed an opportunity attack at this point for you, okay. Tierwin. As he comes around behind you, you swing your weapon out as he's trying to get close to Graf. Like he's trying to close the distance to get close enough to him from what I mean. All right. I'll go ahead and take a swing. Uh, oh, two. We'll succeed. Yeah, you do. Okay. He is going to go ahead and roll damage. Whoa! Here we go! <laughs> and four is ten plus six is sixteen. Oh! No fortune points left. So know, right? um, she is now lightly wounded. So she spends one AP to move. 
can I use powerful even on an opportunity attack? To, <laughs> and then she move in. Did it, so it, it, did she feel? Yeah, you good? you put enough power behind the blow to kind of knock her back. Certainly, but she she kind of spins around and stumbles toward Graf. And for her last two action points, she withdraws a laudanum and administers administers it to him, as he is now seriously wounded. Now it's Graf's turn. Graf seems to be shaking off whatever you've done to him as he continues to to heal somehow. Uh, he is now lightly wounded. And as he is lightly wounded and the Crimson Water Crusader is beside him, he grabs her sword. Whang! This Y-hander raises it attempts to shatter Terwin's shield. Okay. This will be an... 80%. So to clarify, he drew a weapon for free, just like if you had a weapon at your foot, at your feet. Say 14 is a hit. Okay. Your chance is, uh, you have a wooden shield or a metal shield? Metal. Metal, good, okay. So it's only challenging. Okay, toughness. challenging what? Challenging toughness. Challenging toughness will be 61%. And an 11 is a critical success. Oh my God! <laughs> Not only do you turn away the blow, it, you shove him backwards, gives you an opportunity attack as you slow motion. You bring your weapon back, okay. doubling back for a, uh, a a standard test. Standard test will be 60%. An 18 will succeed. Nice! Roll damage. Alright. Oh. That's a 7. Okay. The weapon skitters off the armor. And as he fails that first shatter shield test, he says, Blood is within me. You cannot stop me. Fall beneath my blade. You will pray at the bloody throne. As he brings the weapon down for another shatter shield. Uh, he did succeed the first time. Oh, he did. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. So he's just going to, he's going to, in this case, he's going to do a uh, cold shot. Oh, even better. I like it. I like it a lot. What's up? Uh, I'm laughing. That's all. Yeah. Like, oh, even better. He's going to hit me. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't let him just keep on trying no, no, So he <laughs> brings the Zweihander down right here to you. Chances are 80. Uh, 55 is a crit success. Okay. So I think what we're going to do is this. He, for his critical success, he's not going to do any additional damage, but he is going to shatter your shield. Okay. You don't suck on that shield. But the good thing is, is that your shield is shattered and you suffer no damage. Okay. So he brings the sword down at this point, and Terwin raises it to guard the blow, and the shield's the only thing that saved your life. Because here's how much damage you would have done. Good luck. Is it 46? I'm just going to roll just for the heck of it. I'm kind of curious. I mean, you uh, can take the damage. For, well, it's too late for that. Um, it would have been 16 damage. But I'm going to use that critical success to shatter Terrawind's shield. So your shield is ruined, which means you can't use it at all. Because shattered shields cannot be used. They're once ruined, they have no properties. The shield falls off of Terrawind's arm. I mean, it's iron rim, right? But the, it tears the, the, the strap off and it falls to the ground as uh, you're kind of on the edge. Uh, technically, well, the good thing is you didn't suffer any damage. It's actually good. You're fine. So, 
Um, at this point, his turn is over. Finally. And that brings us to Elisa, who's lying on the ground. Elisa, what are you going to do? I can't flank. I can't do enough damage to really hit them. Yeah, it's almost like a, oh, a tough fight. So, standing up at this point would evoke an attack of opportunity nope. because he's right there, right? Nope. You don't evoke opportunity attacks unless you move away. Okay, so if standing you move out of the engagement, you would. Yep, you can stand up. Now, you can move one, one yard if you really want to, but if you move out of the engagement, you do that's when you try. Yeah. And the assumption here is we technically would have a grit here. Yeah. So I think if you stood up and moved one yard, it would provoke an opportunity attack, would be my ruling on that. So you can stand, and then you can spend your other action points to get away. We just don't have a grit to show it, so right. that's my ruling. Uh. Do you she, want to stand on your feet? She's going to stand and bank the last. Do you have a skill rank coordination? I do not. Okay, it's two AP to stand up. Yeah, and then bank the last AP. Come to your feet. Okay. Lisa's still alive. God knows how. Tara, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to... Uh, Call uh, them off! I'm Walk gonna... away and you will live. Stay and I will kill you all to the man, soldier. You are outclassed. You are outnumbered. We have the Red Revenant on our side. Red Revenant is not on your side. As I, I point to Eugene, I say, take this one off its feet, and I wave. Okay. Uh, uh, I point to the soldier I'm fighting. Mm -hmm. What will you do? I will wave. Ah! Eugene, what will you do? I'm going to trust I'm gonna go after Tierwin Harper. One more time. I'm going to follow his orders. You're going to try to take down who? I'm going to try and take down the that. Crusader? The Crusader. Okay. Uh, your test will be challenging. <sighs> and it's what? Coordination? Yes. All right. So since I banked, can I attempt an assist to help him? Absolutely you can. What do you do? I, uh, so Lisa's like, uh, it's the only way that it works. Well, am I within range to do so? It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't okay. happen anywhere. As long as you can justify it I have to have in a character. Coordination yeah. That's right. I don't have coordination. Oh, I'm it's no assist. Okay, Eugene, yeah. make your test. We'll try. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna aim it. Okay, standard. You don't want to jump over. Or repeat his charge. Ninety-two fail. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can I try it again? Ah, now. Uh, it's 2AP. Go ahead and roll your 2D10 physical peril on me for my busted knee. Oof! That's right! Ah, it's busted kneecap! Really yeah. That's right. So you will suffer 10, 12 physical peril. Peril. Oh! You can see Eugene kind of double over at this you point. Didn't I didn't assist. She has to have coordination training. Anything else, Eugene? Uh, train. Otherwise, I uh, I'm going to stab out. At, uh, at the guard, then. I'm going to stab him. Okay. Uh, her, standard. Stand her. Yep. Combat. Uh, I have not combat. Fail, 79. Ugh. That's it for me. Unfortunately, nothing. Harper, what will you do? Uh, alright. Harper's like, I guess we're keeping on doing this, as he's going to Lotus Gun for 0 AP, because he has Gunslinger trait. Mm -hmm. Or talent. Or, yeah, professional yeah, mm -hmm. trait. And then he is going to hustle. Please save me, your guy. Over here. Close it up. 
Okay. Yep. And then, uh, so that's one AP to hustle, one AP to aim, and then I'm going to go ahead and shoot this guy. Got it. Is this your uh, last shot for your third? Is it three? Is it the no, uh, reload? Reloaded. Oh, three. Because I can. Oh, that's right. You're a gunslinger. That's right. That's right. Okay. Go ahead and roll. All three. Yeah. Yep. Your test is going to be standard. Standard. All right. Ooh. That's going to be sixty-three. That's going to be a fifty-eight success. Okay. Roll damage. Yep. And your point blank. Mm -hmm. Point blank massive damage here. Mm uh yeah that's only 11 11 yeah the bullet <laughs> ricochets off the armor and sticks in the wood nearby in the contain canner i'll end my turn all right Carolyn, what do you do so i need to get off his feet okay you're taking off their feet the woman okay it's a takedown it's going to be standard all right remember you can use athletics for this so for takedowns you can use athletics or coordination Okay. Athletics only success. Uh, no, you can use that. So the the it, it is if you, if okay. you read. Um, I'll let you read because I'm doing this right now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Make charge. a coordination you're right. test or athletics you're right. if you try. Yeah. yeah that's Either way, was a success. Okay. Success. Try to resist. The chance is sixty percent. Let's move these out of the way. Let's get the proper dice on here. <laughs> <laughs> That is a critical success. Oh. Oof. I'm going to rob you of an action point for that crit success. You have one AP left. All right. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Terran's turn is over. Here we go. So I get Terran's initiative. We will turn back to Erwin. Uh, Harper and Eugene need to roll off again. Are you serious? Nine! Eat it! Oh no! You... I go last again. That's right. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Don't you your card? Or Terrell? Uh, I didn't. Wait, roll. are we all twelve? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So I said you roll back because you're with us. I I know. I, I'm a seven. So yeah. I got it. Wait, is this more than seven? Is Graf more than seven? Jesus, that's why he's so. All right. All right. That brings us to the Crimson Martyr who remains. She has no weapon. She's been. She it's has armed. no weapon in hand. She's not armed. There's a broken shield, a couple broken, couple ruined swords lying on the ground. She literally has nothing else on her person to do. So what she's going to do is she's going to spend her action points. She wants, she's going to grab, she's going to grab Graf, and they are going to proceed to charge toward the door, uh, which will invoke an opportunity attack from any one of you first toward Graf. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I actually say him. Nope. I only have a two AP, or two combat bonus. And you cannot load an opportunity attack. That's a three-barrel gun. Oh, nice. That's good. I would say either one of you two, right. but you. not us. So from the future, let's clarify when you're reloading. Okay. So we have a... You did. Okay, did. good. Like three times. Good. So we're going to find a way to track all this. Yeah, 32 is success. <laughs> okay, roll damage. That's uh, eight. Oof. Not enough. So who wants to make the attack toward the Crusader? 
I mean, I, I mean, can. I can take a shot. It's just it's two I'll plus. I mean, I get two d six though. Uh, you're taking it then. Because they've got uh, finishing. So it is going to be a routine test. Routine. All right. So that's going to be a seventy three. That's a forty nine success. Nice. And then two plus. This is for the woman. Six and four. So that's ten. Okay. So twelve so far. Explosion. Another five. So seventeen. Wow. Plus. No, that's including. Uh, well, she is moderately wounded, so roll one d six chaos die. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she you, she ignores. I'm oh, so sorry. I rolled a six too. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, they're gonna get to the door as they're rushing away, and the the uh, crimson uh, martyr crusaders turns done. Uh, Graf turns about and says this is not over Forrester. We will meet again before the end of days as he will escape out the door. You will gain a nemesis and we will close up combat and the game session to figure out what happens next next week on Queen of Embers.